Ready to rock and roll. The first first podcast of 2023. Welcome everybody in. Uh, my name is Matt McCall. Joining me uh, this afternoon, it's uh, Matt and P. May bringing it to you, and uh, and the universal joint himself, Mr. Ryan Warhola. Back again. Who's yeah. <laughs> he's not even a guest anymore. Hell, he's pretty much be a host at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're we're bringing it in, guys, for the uh, the first one of the year. Um, what a ride it's been, man. We started this thing, started the the show uh, last year, and it's it's kind of taken off. It's gotten to be something that we all enjoy getting to get together on and do, and you know, kind of make a make a little get together out of it. Um, you know, I know you guys have enjoyed it as much as I have. It's been fun, man, and I'm looking forward to where it's gonna go um, in the future. And, I'm, uh, I'm I think it's a great just – I called Ryan last minute. Ryan, you want to do a podcast? Yes. Matt, you cooked us T-bone steaks, asparagus, macaroni and cheese. Now we're drinking oh, yeah. a $100 bottle of whiskey and just – it's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> on so a school night. On a school yeah. night. Yeah. yeah. yeah everybody's got to go to school in the morning. This is our excuse to um, to get it going, man. Get us, get us something uh, – get us a nice glass yeah. of bourbon and a good meal in. So – Last, so me and Matt, who usually were on the podcast, we weren't on it last time. Tanner and Mitch held it down. They did the one with Davey. Sorry, Mom. And um, so we haven't been on here so since before the new year. That was the yeah. crane hunt. So Yeah, this will this will be our first one. And before we get started, just real quick, want to give a shout-out to all you guys and tell you guys thank you so much. Um, you know, if you've made it this far and you're, you're a listener of the, of the show and you follow us on our social media, you guys keep up. Man, from the bottom of our hearts, we really appreciate it, um, and and we're only going to go up from here. Um, <clears throat> so thank you all so much. Hope that y'all stick with us throughout the uh, the next year and the years to come. So we'll keep bringing it, man. It's only going to get better from here. Hell yeah! And um, figured, Ryan, you had a good New Year. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. It was it was wonderful. I mean, go ahead and tell them the spread that you laid out, and then just kept sending us photos of. Oh yeah, the, the seafood bowl. Yeah, so I got some uh, shrimp, some uh, snow crabs, a few lobster tails, and some mussels. And then boiled them in crawfish seasoning, like you boil crawfish. And let me tell you, I don't really care to do crawfish anymore. I'm, I just know. God. Damn it, man! That sounds so good. It, it was honestly, it wasn't any more expensive than boiling a couple sacks of crawfish. Yeah, probably cheaper, honestly. Yeah, honestly. Oh, well, right was. now. Yeah, yeah, like, right now for sure. But it, yeah. you know, all together, yeah. I mean, I mean, a sack of crawfish right now, which I mean, like they just now started repicking up. We had a freeze uh, since. Bi- yeah, it was it was Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah, I, Christmas I, Eve. I can tell you what a sack costs: five eighty-five a pound right now. <clears throat> And they're going to be... Yeah, they're going to be peanuts, and peelers. half of them are going to be dead. Yeah. Peelers and molten crawfish. And yep. Not not great. Matt used to work on a crawfish farm. Oh, man, let me tell you. <laughs> it's not the cleanest job I've ever had. Yeah, he's yeah. Not I bet you Mike Rowe's done an episode on dirty jobs of somebody farming crawfish somewhere. I probably has. I think I've seen Jamie? Yeah. Jamie? Jamie? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I cannot Jamie. wait till we can have a Jamie. Oh, man. Whichever <laughs> one of you guys in the comment section is going to be our Jamie, check that out for us. Does we'll, somebody we'll with an iPad, it. like, <laughs> yes, Micro has. Yeah. Also, he sings a fantastic version of "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch." Does he now? Yes. If if you did not know that, he does. Oh. Don't call me Jamie. Um, <laughs> so this year, going forward, we're gonna be hitting a lot more expos and um, shows, and not just the Bayou Dragons, but Ryan. We're gonna get into that. But the last pack podcast he was on, 
We talked about him purchasing Snapper Slapper Lures. That's going great from what you've been telling me, and he's going to start doing expos and shit also. So you get to come around, meet us, meet Ryan, and we have one coming up pretty soon we'll get into. But we're going to do more shows. We're going to keep hammering out the podcast. I, I would like to get to where we're doing – I mean, we're doing we're pretty consistent with almost one every ten days. Yeah, I, I would, think I think we can get one a week. And then I'd also like to, um, you know, do some do some new and cool stuff every episode where we open it up and, and maybe have like a mailbag or something like that where people send well, some stuff in. We'll we'll kind of yeah. I like the idea that, questions that me and you sit here and just answer answer the questions, yeah. which some of them are scary. <laughs> <laughs> there is some scary fucking questions. The, the dangerous thing about us doing that is that we don't censor a lot of things, so. Somebody's oh, yeah. gonna ask us a question oh, yeah. that's gonna be a real touchy subject, and we're gonna well, we're gonna hit we'll it have to on. cull through some, or this if we're gonna go impromptu, we have to like on the fly be like, okay, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> yeah. We gotta make sure we don't get canceled. Like we can't. There's gonna be some yeah. tough ones. We can we can't hit. talk about the shit Ryan will hold a post on. You know, uh, you know, I, I like to be in uh, Instagram jail every now and then. You know, uh, it's fine, man. We're gonna keep posting. It's gonna piss people off, and yeah. I love it. I still actually your picture hands down was our most liked photo mm-hmm. yeah. for twenty twenty two. That big one. Damn straight. The big one. The big one. I still go back and read through those comments every uh, now and again. No. I think it's still getting traffic too. Yeah. It does. I think like every still every, comment on that. every few days I'll open up Instagram. That's usually I post first thing in the morning and I'll look just to see if anybody said anything. And there'll be likes, you know, of your post and then you're still that's been two months. It's yeah. still yep. it's been a minute for sure. It says one and 3,600 and something other people like this photo. <laughs> and I'm like, you should read the comments. Yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> Ryan, it was basically like a week ago. Ryan was just like, hey, man, Houston Boat Show, January 23rd through the 29th. Yeah, so the fun. expo opens the 25th. So it'd be 25th to the 29th. For 25th the public, yeah. Through, yeah. Okay, 25th through the 29th at the – NRG Stadium, right? Yep, at uh, NRG Center, right there next to the stadium. Hey, look at that! We've already uh, we've already done a show there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We know the lay of the land. We do know the lay of the land. So, um, NRG Stadium, twenty fifth to 29th, we're gonna be there doing our normal thing. But then directly right next to us, if you want to come meet the infamous Ryan Warhola, he, <laughs> he will be selling snapper slapper lures and. Yep. All have, kinds of shit. I'm gonna have some swag. You're gonna have some boat rulers. All kinds of cool stuff to sell hey, there. Man, I so. saw those too. He sent me a photo of them. They're pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. We might need to get somebody dragging. I can hook you up. I know yeah. you can. I know. <laughs> I, know uh, I know. Last time, uh, earlier this year, when we were out there at NRG uh, doing a show, I know some of you guys came out there and and saw us, and you know, listeners of the show, followers of the pages, and we'll hey, we'll be out there again. Y'all come check us out. Come hang out for a little while and. Meet Captain Ryan Warhol. Yeah. Hell, I had some fandom out there at this show, too. After my first podcast, yeah. I met, met a couple people that recognized yeah. me. I was like, oh, okay. I'm honestly curious because this is a little bit different than what we've done. Like the Hunt and Expo, yeah, people know it. But like the boat show, I can – and we're going to bring our bring some fishing stuff. We're going to have some fishing shirts. We're going to have um, baits and all kinds of shit also to sell. But like you're – that's more geared towards – your yeah. stuff and 
people selling, but there's so many little boats. People are selling yeah. boats and shit. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be boats there. There's actually a car show side of it, too. But, I mean, you got to think the guys who are coming to the boat show are outdoorsmen. Outdoorsmen. Yeah. And typically in Texas, most of your outdoorsmen, if they hunt or if they fish, they hunt. Yeah, yeah. Or vice versa, you know. I'm just, but I'm just wondering if we're going to have any traction from uh, some of our, like, some of these things we've gone through, we've had some, like, trashy. And I'm not saying, I'm saying trashy in the best way. I'm talking, like, some... Bayou Dragons, oh, people yeah. that we drink beer with. Oh, you mean people like us? Yeah, people yeah. like us show up. So, I, yeah. I'm just wondering how many people like us are actually going to show up. Sure, they'll be there. Well, hey, I'm going to, in every podcast till then, come on. Yeah. Come I mean, and it's not just saltwater stuff, too. I mean, they're going to have bass boats and everything else. So, yeah. those freshwater guys, which is more y'all's yeah. kind of wheelhouse. Well, that's, I'm going to be, be selling there. freshwater baits yeah. there. So. Yeah, for sure. The yeah. Bayou Dragon baits. Right. The baits, baby. They work. My son loves them. Hey, I'll yeah. tell you what, man, that, that, that was super cool. I don't know if we told you about this. A guy came to me in Dallas. He, I sold him some baits. He sent us a video, and he was, you know, he's pond hopping. This guy just fishes ponds and uh, bass fishes around his place, and he caught his personal best on a Bayou Dragon bait, and he videoed it and everything, pulled it out of the water, freaking yeah. out. He's like, Bayou Dragons, baby. <laughs> that's awesome. It was sick, That's man. awesome. Fuck yeah. He was yeah. jacked. And yeah. he messages like, man, I just bought these from you like last week, and I just caught my personal best on them. Yeah, I, uh, I actually cool. reached out and um, asked for some pictures for my backdrop for the for the show for the booth, and just some random people that I knew that you know fished with snapper slappers in the past, you know, prior to me purchasing the company, and I didn't realize that a, a state record snapper was caught on snapper slapper. Oh, really? Yeah, where at? It's out of Galveston. Oh, yep. the Texas state yeah, record is off a of snapper slapper. So yeah, well, it's uh. A lady named uh, Tracy Allred caught it, and it's thirty nine something up pounds. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. fucking behemoth. And I don't know; it was a catch and release behemoth. deal, so I don't know exactly if it's like the state record, but it's all it's listed. She had a plaque, has the mount and everything. It was pretty cool to That's see. Awesome, yeah, really neat to see. And then uh, we've actually caught some since since I have purchased it, and I've kind of tweaked the lures a little bit too to a little bit of history. I've been involved with Snapper Slapper since 2004. Uh, I started off as a uh, pro staffer with them and kind of grew with the company as it went. And um, since purchasing the company and talking to the previous owners, we kind of tweaked the baits to the to, to a way now that as far as hookup ratio and everything gets a little bit better. So I've been testing them. And this year we actually caught some of our personal best snapper, testing the new, the new variation. Yeah. So When you well, hear somebody say hookup ratio – Trust them; they know what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> I've never one time. I've never used the words hookup ratio. Yeah, I'll tell you that. I've, and I've not been in the fishing. And not in fishing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, a, I'm, a, I'm the epitome of the of the weekend warrior. You know, I, I do it for fun. But uh, yeah, so yeah. you would never see those two words come together in my vocabulary. We just wanted to make sure we're putting out the best. Offshore yeah, 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 yeah. Jig in the market and. The one thing that I was trying to do is make the robu- most robust jig, too, because not only you don't only you just catch snapper on them, you catch amberjack, you catch everything Lane, else on them. You catch shark. You so catch. during testing with these new variations, version three basically is what they are, I took a 100-pound braid, took basically a broomstick rod, and put the drag on max, like 80 pounds of drag, and I was I couldn't bend them out. I was trying to bend the hooks out. I was trying to break the lure. Couldn't do it. So I'm I'm pretty happy and excited about this new variation. We're actually going to release them at the boat show. So. Oh fuck uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and that that that's also one thing why I'm glad I got right next to you. And hopefully we can do multiple shows like that this year where we can like feed off each other. Mm-hmm. It's like the people that know who we are, 
that don't know about snapper slapper be like, yeah, but do you offshore fish any? Yeah. Because you don't have to just catch snapper. No. You can catch that. You can catch redfish on that motherfucker. Oh, man. Uh, some of the, you know, I know some of these redfish tournament guys, you know, I run the circuit every now and then. Uh, I, I, I try to moonlight and do something in it. And a lot of those guys love that one ounce snapper slapper because they can take it when those redfish are schooling in the bay and they don't have to get right up on them because they can sing that song yeah, down a mile. That and that's what they use to catch those schooling reds. Yeah. Uh, I just, I'm not as, uh, in tune as it was, I mean, you and Doug got me into it years ago now, but like I go with y'all and that's what we've way before you even thought about purchasing it. Yep. It's always been like we're snapper fishing or ling fishing or trying to catch a random rogue mahi or doing something, any kind of offshore. It's like, there's yeah. always a snapper slapper lure on a rod. Yeah. Ready to go. Like even if we're Marlin fishing, there's a rod that's just over there with a snapper slapper. That's just like, Oh, if something fucks up, they're about to find out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we actually um, you the, use uh, what you own. That's why I'm yeah, trying to like. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason I wanted when the opportunity came to buy it. I was like, we got to do this. A lot we, of it has to happen. A lot of people don't go through with what they have. Like, they don't use it. They just yeah. have it, sell it, whatever. Yeah, no, we, like, we we use it. Oh yeah. You know, we we actually uh during the uh shootout, we we won first place mahi, live baiting for marlin. I look over. Big school of mahi comes in, snapper slappers rigged up, ready to go, hum it out there, jerk it twice, boom, we're on. First place mahi. Was it on that uh, spinning rod? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. The big spinning rod, oh, yeah. kid? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, one. The same one that was probably still rigged. Yeah, probably yeah, I've so. witnessed that spinning rod, man. I, ju- I jumped up front with Ryan, and he's just humming that some bitch and just mm-hmm. ripping it. He had him on for a second. That yeah. was a big fucking mahi. Yeah. That was on our Marlin trip. but And now... And I, I'm going to look back at my phone because what you said the other day was hilarious in our group message. It's now getting very close. We've mentioned before Wahoo season, but, like, it's like the beginning. No, no, it's, it's Wahoo yeah. season. It's Wahoo season. They're there. The tournament started. Um, people, I'm, I'm sure people are going to go tomorrow. I mean, the, the weather's getting right, so there's going to be people going tomorrow, I, I would venture to say. I wish we'd why, why are you here? Man, you know, work work before pleasure right yeah. now when you, when you own – couple companies now um and, and you know run a couple companies you you gotta you gotta pay to play and i got got meetings i couldn't cancel so i'm yeah. i'm here with y'all tonight otherwise yeah, i'll be buddy. heading south right now i was really whenever you said do you work tomorrow i was like i gotta if he if i was <laughs> dude i was so just like i just got new uh, new hours for this year if he says he's going offshore tomorrow because I, I said i told you i had work but if you'd have been like okay well i'm gonna go i've been like well yeah, but then when uh, you said you I had work, sick yeah, I, oh <laughs> fuck it, yeah, it'll be good too. That moon's full; they'll be chewing. I cannot remember what you said exactly. Oh, here it is, right here. I'm the scariest motherfucker anyone has ever Wahoo fished against, and that's <laughs> no bullshit. And I will honestly say that is a true fact. I've Wahoo fished with you many a times, and you do not fuck around. No, I no. saw that text message. I got a good, good yeah. grin out of that one. I got them figured out. I, I mean, I know their phone number. I know their zip code. Their, they, I know their address. You know, the funny thing is, is that I've I've been around you for a, a little while now, and I've only ever heard you say it like once or twice. I've heard it more from other people. Yeah, that you're a phenomenal and, Wahoo fisherman. And I'm not trying to suck your penis right now, <laughs> but like y'all's the boat on the wrapped up. That is a 
dangerous fucking combo between you and Robert. Mm -hmm. You have Robert who knows Blue Marlin like the back of his fucking ass. Yep. And then you on the Wahoo. So it's like a, which one's going to bite? If one of them's not, we'll go catch the other one. And if it. Yeah. Because honestly, that's kind of how it is. Like if it's not right for Marlin, you're. Good chance you can go yeah. catch a Wahoo. You know, and I, I, the reason I even said that, and I don't even think I told you all this, we didn't put wrapped up in the tournament this year for Wahoo. You would just put the contender? I'm just going to put – Dude, put, that's what's cocky. I just put my 25-foot contender in there, and then I can't tell you, I must have had 20 phone calls, people asking me, y'all aren't fishing, y'all aren't fishing? No, I'm fishing. I'm, I'm fishing, fishing my 25-foot boat. Oh, man. Whew, thank thank God. You know, what and I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? Well, that's more dangerous. That's more dangerous. I, it is. Honestly, people don't know that. People think you have to have this big ass. You were the most dangerous in that Freeman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mobility is my my game when it yeah. comes to Wahoo. Because we were uh, when I was fishing, we were fishing the Wahoo tournament, but I was fishing with Brandon mm-hmm. on uh, the chase of this, and you were on your Freeman, and we were doing our thing, but like, and we were catching some Wahoo, but you were just going so much like you're doing circles around us like, yeah literally like physically yeah. doing circles once, around. once i find them i stay right on their heads like you're i was just like it was you us and there was another boat and yeah. they were just kind of just pissing the wind over there yeah. but i had one day last uh in the freeman so the the season before last i didn't run the boat obviously last year very much i mean i ran a little bit but i, I kind of worked the cockpit more than anything unwrapped up kind of let robert you know that's his baby yeah. that's what he's paid to do so yeah let him run that boat but uh, in Bad Cat, myself, Doug, Tyler, and a couple other people, I think there's five of us in the boat, we had one day from daylight till dark, we caught 142 Wahoo. And I don't know if you ever tried to release Wahoo, but that is the most sketchiest shit in the world because they have a lot of teeth and you have a lot of hooks. And, yeah. Well, but, no, we've always just we bat them, throw them in the cooler. Yeah. We, that's one of the – just noting this, not cutting you off. Oh. Wahoo is some of the best fish you will ever eat. Yes. No like, doubt. Hands down. You top, can't beat it. Yeah. I, Wahoo, and you might laugh at me, but that golden tile fish. Yeah. Golden tile so, is good. It's so, like, I know it's a bottom feeder. I don't even know what that is. Fuck, it's so good. So, I think you caught your first one on, with me, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. No, I've caught all my first everything with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, my, uh, I think if I was going to do two, it would be, uh, Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm worried about work calls still, you know. No, no, you're Part fine. of owner company. Um, my, if I was going to pick my top two, it would be Wahoo number one and probably Swordfish number two. Dude, I w- Tuna three, you know. Yeah. Tuna I, gets the name, but it, it's not, in my opinion, not the best. No, not it's not in mine. I I would say Wahoo, Golden Tile right up there. Probably Wahoo first, Golden Tile, Swordfish. Fantastic. Just Yeah. I, I want to say this too, man. I, I've had tuna my whole life, but it's, you know, tuna out the store, man. I think with, and I would venture to say with any of these fish that we're talking about, man, having them, um, having them fresh caught puts them in a whole, no, a whole different category than you're going to get anywhere you, anywhere else you can get them. Were you at the, the shop when I, I did that sashimi like plate with them at the shop or was no, it not just Mitch and Tanner? But, I did have some sashimi um, the last time we went out on the boat. Yeah, it was. Oh my yeah. god! Ryan brought That's me a, a fresh pack, and I brought it straight to the shop. We're doing like we had a big set of orders that day. We had like eighty or ninety orders to do, and I was like, I'm gonna go in and prep us some lunch. And that was like the, I took some of that fresh, uh, it was, and it was just blackfin that you brought me. 
But I like sliced it up, had it perfect, had a squiggle of sriracha all the way around it, made a honey soy sauce that you could dip it in. And Mitch and Tanner were just just one after another. Oh, bro. I think I was there. You brought it in the house. Yes. Served it on the island. Yeah, I was there. Yes. That was, oh, that Everybody was, was just really eating that. Even Kara was like, she's like, I, you know, I don't like stuff that's real fishy. I was just like, just eat this. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. That's I, the that's the best when you put people on to stuff and they're like, I don't know about this. And you serve it to them and they're like, man, that's good. When it comes to sashimi, I'll tell you one that's a sleeper that nobody really thinks of is Red Snapper. Oh, dude. No, that is. You yeah. know who makes and fantastic like just the way he preps it everything john west mm-hmm. oh yeah dude and he made a ceviche dip when we're in venice louisiana oh. a few years back and he was like he's in the kitchen just cutting up habaneros he's doing oh, yeah. fresh tomatoes onions and then he has like julio's chips he brought with them i was yeah. like where'd you even pull those out of you can't buy those in venice dude. he's like he brought julio's just for that and i was like oh my god the story of how john johnny west i call him johnny Johnny West came to be in this whole group in this area is originated with me. I don't know if you know this or not, but he just moved here from Florida. He was going to Texas A&M. He came down to this area, and he just got a job down here after he graduated A&M. And I'm on the Walter Humphrey Pier on Pleasure Island humming uh, tandem jigs at Trout one night, and he comes walking up, and he's got a spinning reel. He was a typical Florida deal. He's like, hey, man, uh, can I stand by you and fish? And that's how I met John West. Just fishing, just fishing yeah. on the pier. Hey, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey. Way back in the day, I was probably fresh out of high school, no boat, you know, just, just wanting to go catch a trout. Yeah, and John, dude, God, I haven't heard it so long. Just the, hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. I saw him the other night at uh, Tia's. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, man. Dude, and that's a fishing son of a bitch, too. Yeah, that's he a is. fly fishing. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> He's the reason I got my skiff. Is John West. That's the reason I bought a Sabine Skiff. Is I want to get into fly fishing. I grew up fly fishing. Oh, the one, that black one that yeah. we fished out of? No, I, I got a new one. Yeah, I got a new one. I, I just I haven't even put it in the water yet. I picked it up last, right before Christmas. No, nice. Okay, I can't wait yeah. to get out on that. And, uh, no, man, I, I got it. And um, I want to get in the, back into fly fishing for redfish and doing all that like I did when I was a kid. So that's kind of my, my goal I, this 2023. Dude, I want to learn so bad. And I have all the gear. I've been accumulating the gear. I just haven't taken the time because I'm either bass fishing and I'm fishing, you know, Luz or Abu Garcia, whatever, and then I'm saltwater with y'all, and I'm fishing basically the same thing unless yeah. we're offshore. But, like, I have two rods rigged out all the way with for fly, and I just never done it. Yeah. I just need to – I I could – if you gave me one right now, I would look like Ned the Reader leading the school of blind. I, I just – and I'm by no means trying to sound cocky, but I am bored to death with the traditional trout red fishing. And I just want to, it's kind of like going from rifle hunting to bow hunting. Yeah. I kind of want to just transition to something that's more challenging. So, yeah. And that a lot of people do that, like go from rifle, like the deer hunting aspect, going from rifle hunting to iron sights and then from iron sights to bow. From, yeah. I'd, I'd from venture, compound bow to. Yeah, like I'd venture to say that that everybody throughout the course of their life is doing that. You're looking for the next good challenge. You're looking for the next new experience, and I mean that's what I do. That's yeah. what we do. Yeah, you know that's you, what you, I do with bass fishing. You do I went one from thing, and you know it, it's fun and it's great. But I've always I've always looked at people who can do one thing their entire life, and I mean good for them that they're enjoying it. But that's not for me. I want yeah. I want to do. Yeah. I want to continue to to move and be dynamic and, and to find new challenges, new experiences, and, you know, just expand on, on what I've already done. 
Yeah. Yeah. With bass fishing, that's I went from, you know, just fishing your normal open face to now I'm throwing some light tackle spinning rods with like eight pound tests. Yeah. Like flipping beds trying to catch, you know, five, six, seven pound bass on that. And it's like this thing is more than likely gonna fuck me up, but if I catch it, it's going to be Yeah. That yeah. is what I'm doing. Yeah. That's and that I get that's would be not the same, but the closest thing to like fly fishing, which yeah. I want to, I need to practice. I just need to go out there in the lake and start practicing on bass. Kind of hoping it's like riding a bike, because I mean I used to be able to whip a fly rod. Oh, now, I, I haven't. Will be. I haven't done it in so long. Oh, yeah. I mean, just like jacking off, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you ain't done it in a couple of days. You just <laughs> pick it right back up. Yeah, yeah, true. It almost just appears in your hand. <laughs> yeah. It just happens. It just happens. It just happens. Damn it. Shit. It just happens, man. No, I always wanted to always wanted to be that guy in that picture, you know, different type of fly fishing, but standing out there in the river, you know, yeah. and just the the wilderness all around and just nobody. Oh, well, I think the cockiest is like those people in Florida that are kayak flying for like uh sailfish. Oh, dude, yeah. Dude, That's I'm like crazy. What? How? Yeah. Tarpons. Oh. Insane. Yes, yeah. like fish bigger than the boat yeah. they're in and like you watch them and like once they get them and do their thing i, I don't know none of the terminology of fly fishing yeah. at all but it's like dude that thing has to be dragging you all around the oh, fucking no doubt. bay and the selfish thing's crazy to me like selfish on the fly out of wrapped up would be so simple tease them up pull they do like we do when we're dink baiting tease them up flip them the fly it's just like flipping them the, the naked ballyhoo you know right but doing it on a kayak, like how are you? How are you even finding the fish to even to, to cast at? I, mean, I don't know. You, I mean, you just sitting there waiting for them to swim by you. And people do it every day. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I've seen it. It's like got a forty-five, fifty-pound sail on a fly on a yeah fifteen-foot kayak. I'm like, that dude is a man. I wish I could yeah. do that. I wonder if they're like tied in. Like they're they got to be local. They're locals. Oh, absolutely. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah they, they know somebody, and they're like, you know, hey, we've been spotting these fish out here yeah. we've got them marked over here this is what they've been doing you well know, if you never go out there and roll the dice maybe if you never looked at john west's just go look at john west with red fishing and that's oh, yeah. it's just it just every video he posts on instagram is just flying reds and like he just throws it perfect and he'll sit there for a second and just whoop. it's crazy like he makes it look easy oh yeah and the, one of the, the coolest things that he's done that i've seen was uh that's fine dude we can play footsies <laughs> um he took a – how are we looking? Okay. This ain't a long story. He just – I saw a post like a year ago. He had a combined age of two fishermen or a couple was 187 years. Wow. It was like a both 90-something-year-old couple. slinging fly rods. Slinging fly rods and catching reds. Wow. And both awesome. of them are holding up beautiful redfish. I'm like – it has to be like an experience like no other. Oh, like dude. you're talking about first and all this shit, but talk about last. Like oh, yeah. potentially last. Yeah. When you're 97 years old and like yeah. 93. I think or every how, breath you take is potentially. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like for me right now, it's honestly kind of a chore, but like, like there's no way I'm living to 90. <laughs> yeah. Like, I am too dumb. Yeah. I, but hope, like, I hope you get to around that perspective change when you get to a point where you're like, oh man, life is great. <laughs> You might die before you're 40, dude. Yeah, no, there's a, definitely a good <laughs> chance, and that's fine. I, as long as I get to go on the wrapped up and shit a couple <laughs> more times, I'm literally complete. Oh, I'm man. fine. 
But that mm-hmm. was super cool when I saw that. He's like, my, he said I took out 180 something years, wow. of like, and it and it was two people. And I'm That's like, wild, wild, man. damn, catching flies and fucking Sabine. Mm. So I haven't seen them a lot. We need, a, I need a. And he was at Tia's the other day, walking the bar to pick up a to go order when the kids were sick. And there's Johnny West sitting at the bar. Guaranteed, he's wearing flip flops. He was no, he wasn't. He wasn't. He's was wearing blue jeans and, and uh, cowboy boots, drinking a sweet tea. Oh, he's probably just got off work. Yeah, there's no way that dude. That dude has sex in flip flops. Like <laughs> absolutely, I've never seen him not in flip flops, <laughs> except unless he can't. Like he came from work one time. We went out. It was we on your old boat, the selfish. Yeah, and he came from work and was like wearing something and like changed real quick and he was wearing his flip flops. It's like. <laughs> John, like it's cold. Like that was like one of those days. Oh yeah, yeah. It was that like that one the second trip I ever went on with you, and it was freezing ass cold. Yep. And John's out there in flip flops. I'm like, I'm wearing shrimping boots. Yeah. Like fuck that, dude. That was beautiful. I hope that was on camera. Yeah, I guarantee you it was. Good oh, Lord. Oh, bro, he had a spit. <laughs> just got a stream. Oh, he had a spit hanging down to his <laughs> navel. <laughs> happens. I have that on those big jobs, as they say. Oh. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break and uh, be back with some more here in just a minute. So much chiller. Yeah. You want to start off with? Oh, I was just going to say, so all our visual listeners, uh, I know we don't, probably don't sound any different for all the actual just verbal listeners, but the people that use and their pupils, uh, we have a new, kind of a new setup. Pupils. Yeah. We have a new little setup, uh, a little bit more relaxed. I mean, I'm I'm leaned back, Matt, shit, I Earlier, he had his hands in his pants. He was so chill. Oh, post it up, baby. Uh, we got to see that. Couches, chairs. Uh, Ryan has a little cup holder for his whiskey. and Nice. Like, we're slowly, we're going to have some stuff on the walls, some of our sponsors, and have the Bayou Dragon podcast up, like the board and all that shit. But Yeah, we're, we're in the, the construction phase of it. You know, we're but just, uh, just kind of getting moved in over here so yeah these chairs once they get broke up broke in these will i think they'll be very nice right now they're still kind of stiff yeah they just need to be sat in a little bit we need to bring over our bigger friends just to break them in for us yeah colby if you're watching this (laughs) come on have a seat brother yeah dimbo not uh (laughs) he'll never break it in with dimbo yeah no he'll break it in but it'll be the different way (laughs) some bitch be having sex with those cushions of the chair or something that dude there (laughs) Um, and yeah, no, so we, uh, new studio coming along. Yeah, it's and, coming, uh, man. I'm excited for it. It looks good. It already feels a lot better. Just yeah. saying that it's much more comfortable than sitting over a, a lifetime table with a camo tablecloth on it <laughs> and wires yeah. hanging out everywhere. And, you know, you're having to open the door and tiptoe around the whole room because you don't want to just make the whole thing fall apart. So. Yeah, kind of come in here and just walk up to the couch and have a seat. Now everything's tucked away, looks clean, it's comfortable. Yeah. Well, um, also, I just want to go ahead and say old Mitchell, he would have been here since this is at his house, but uh, he just had his child today. And uh, congratulations to him. He had a little baby boy named Davis. 20, 21 inches long, he said? No, he was... Um, Twenty one inches. Twenty one pounds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good grief! Yeah, no, Jesus. he was he was uh he was much longer uh, than twenty one inches. He was twenty one pounds. I think he was 
what? Three three feet long. Yeah, he had a mustache and a Rolex. Yeah, <laughs> he was uh he was twenty one inches, uh eight pounds, nine ounces. Yeah. Like, Sucker's a, already got like a size thirteen foot on him too. Yeah. Right? He, he's a big dude. I showed the picture to uh some guys at work and they're like, Damn, that's a big ass baby. Big ass <laughs> baby, man. And I was like, Man, that's that ain't shit. My wife was nine fourteen. When she was born, I was like, "We have a kid." Both my boys are nine pounds. Really? You never know, and you're not man. a like you. I was a nine pound baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you didn't like carry Luke, that weight. Luke was nah. like a eight pound nine ounce. Like he was a big baby too. And I mean, he was the smallest. I say smallest. Yeah. I mean, he's well, he's the runt of the family. <laughs> and Mitchell probably was six pounds, and now he's Gigantic. a behemoth. Yeah. So I wonder what Damon know, was. We'll see. I think. Um. I think this baby in particular. Has that Blackshear blood in him. I think he's going to be about 6'6". Six, 6'6", six. Six, six and probably know. built like Jacob Blackshear, like I, just stout. I hope so. <laughs> like a carrot. I hope so. You know, so. like really big up top, skinny bo- at bottom. <laughs> yeah. Like, like an, <laughs> just can't like help it. Like a carrot or like, like one of them uh, egrets. You see him just like out there plucking <laughs> minnows from a marsh. <laughs> stork. Yeah. That stork ankles. <laughs> yeah. No ankles, all chest. <laughs> it's like, damn. Looking like he'd be on Foghorn. Foghorn Leghorn. But uh, also, I was I keep just saying also and just keep also. adding more shit. But Ryan gave me this for Christmas, no homo. And uh, a beautiful bottle of Elijah Craig, which don't get it mixed up. This is like a special bottle. Elijah Craig barrel proof, 1789. Uh, like, I think there's 1,000 bottles made. This is batch number 922. I don't know exactly, but it's 124.8 proof. So, yeah, it's a little do stout. the fucking math. That shit, a little, a little, a little heavy. Yeah, uh, when I first took a drink of it, it kind of singed the nostrils. What was it they when you went and bought that? Try to get two. Yeah, no. So I was at Specs and I was buying Christmas presents for people, and I was you like, "Hey, of you, me. you got anything in the back?" And uh, they said, "Yeah, we've got Colonel." I was looking for Colonel Taylor, which we had at the ranch. Oh god. And uh, they said, yeah, we got a bottle of Colonel Taylor. And I was like, okay, well, how many you got? And they said, well, you can only have one. I said, well, that's going home with me. So what else yeah. do you have back there? And uh, we got some Elijah Craig, uh, Barrel Proof. And then we had some two or three other ones that I got. And uh, I said, well, give me one of whatever you can give me of each. You know, So that's yeah. what they brought from the back. They were holding them out for Christmas. But And you gave this to me, and I was like, man, I'm gonna, I would like to – wait for you to drink it. You're like, nah, dude, man, that's your Christmas yeah. present. Drink it. And then it worked out perfect. Yeah. The first time I, oh, I have not got to crack it yet. Well, I could have on, uh, I had one, it wasn't even a day off. I had to work the day after Christmas and I went back the following night. So I had like that afternoon. Yeah. But my sister bought me a, a 10 year ride whistle pig. So mm. I cracked into that, you know, that's, and I got one of them smokers, mm-hmm. you know, and, it comes with like cherry wood, applewood, hickory, mesquite. Oh oak. yeah! So oh, I sat there and smoked them out. I yeah, smoked them out. Did you have Elk Store uh, flashbacks or what? Man, Ooh, that does make like that yeah. adds a lot of. Profile. I will, dude. I did so, and I've gone. I've been to Fredericksburg 40, 50 times. I go to wineries all the time, and but that Elk Store is really. I haven't been there. Yeah, no, that's one of my favorite little spots. How new there. is it? Uh, man, it's it's been there for as long as I can remember. Okay, you know, so it's so been, it's been there, there since a minute. Yeah, yeah. I just that was a super cool place. We walk in, there was two people in suits playing a fucking, um, what is that thing called? 
Oh, that uh, big giant one? Yeah, it's not a yeah, violin. Uh, but no, no, it's, no. It's uh, It'll hit me here in a minute. Uh, More yeah. in the middle of conversation, I'll just say. Yeah. Cello? Cello. Yeah. There you go. Cello. Cello. Just hit you had a guy playing a cello and then one person playing like a keyboard and they were just Yeah. I saw I even saw somebody in the back playing the Sungi horn, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe so. And yeah. but like me and there's that line. There's a lot, a lot of people there for how it's pretty yeah. compact, but they everybody was getting they had very good uh old fashions and y'all went to go get an old fashioned. I tasted y'all's and mm. it was fantastic. But me and Smoked Mike old fashioned they had this. I was like, I'm ready to drink smoke. now. So we sat down and got a bottle of milk. Yeah, you can always get smoke chamber yeah. for that thing, man. Yeah, it was that's wild. cool. It was fantastic though. Like, that's a cool spot. That's one of my probably one of my favorite little bars. Yeah, no, that was that's definitely a good uh starting spot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's a great starter. Great and starter. I enjoyed that. That was my first time getting to kind of get out and you know experience Fredericksburg in that way. Uh so I was glad I had some good tour guides, man. Oh yeah, and you any, like if you could start from ten a.m. when like the first winery starts, and yeah. then go to like go into what we did that night. One, you won't remember. Two, you'd have a blast. Oh yeah, you hit this if you know you're gonna go do stuff like go to the Elk Store, and then if you do go to like Crossroads or somewhere else, you hit four wineries. You're drunk, and then oh yeah, you're very drunk. Then you're wasted, and then randomly you wake up in an Uber. And they're like, is this your home? Well, that whole town <laughs> is based on getting you drunk. Like, even for the guys who are shopping with the wives on Main Street, I can't think. There's probably every other store there is giving out free beer. Yeah. Just yeah, for going in, yeah. We got there, and they're like, hey, you know, can we have beer on the street? Oh, no, we can't do that. And I'm like, dude, I could have swore last yeah. time I was here. I just walked by yeah, somewhere, walk and they're like, hey, yeah. here's the Lone Star, you know. Yeah. We just take it yeah, down the street. Yeah, 16 big tall boy Lone Star. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah it, it was news to me because I d- – when I'm there, I'm always just drinking wine. Yeah. Or might go to Garrison Brothers, or you might go to, like, Allstadt Brewery, mm-hmm. which are all great places. If you're in Texas and you haven't been to Fredericksburg, Texas, and you do, like, wine, whiskey, or beer, or, yeah, or just good food, German yep. food, go there. It's fantastic. Well, that, the the Elk Store, too, that's all their own liquor. They make all their own yeah. charter, their, their bourbon, their, their rum. Everything's made by them. Yeah, it was fantastic. That was one of the better uh, old fashions I've had, especially recently. I would yeah. say there, and then if you go to Galveston, go to uh, it's called Texas Tail Vodka Distillery, mm-hmm. and they make they do all their own vodka. And they have like a whiskey old fashioned that is oh, never been there, bro. Hey, funny story. Um, my wife was up in Fredericksburg, and they went on the wine tours, and they got skunk drunk, and then they Ubered back to the house, and on their way, she got on the um. I think it was waiter or like Uber Eats or something, and ordered just a shitload of Taco Bell, and then they got home and like waiting on the Taco Bell, and I fucking get a knock at the door, and there's a Uber driver, or fucking whatever driver outside my door with a shit pile of Taco Bell. I was like, what the fuck? And they're like, yeah, I got your order for Rachel. I was like, oh, so I can you bring? Yeah, sure, here, give it to me. You know, and I called her. I was like, hey, uh, I just got all this fucking Taco Bell that y'all ordered. So yeah, that is thank excellent. you. Yeah, that is hilarious. Thanks, First off, <laughs> thank you for the diarrhea. Second. Because uh, you know you ate it. Yeah, I, I ate what I could. There was like five fucking orders in there. But it was funny because, uh, I mean, I, she just jumped on and I guess didn't realize didn't she had to change it, yeah. her fucking address. <laughs> I just, I was, you're telling that story and I'm like, I go to Fredericksburg quite often and I've never seen the Taco Bell. You know, I don't know. Like, I don't know. She just yeah. jumped on Yeah, there that's also, like, I was going to yeah. kind of go on that. Was, that. Um, that was prior to our... Uh, like, I don't know where the nearest Taco town Bell with here. Taco Bell would be. Maybe. Maybe Kerrville? 
If not Kerrville, it's going to be Austin. Dripping probably, Springs. Probably Austin knows there ain't one in Dripping Springs. I can tell you that now. Yeah. Can you imagine? There's water burgers up there. Like, oh, yeah. there's a Taco Bell. You know, they're all excited. Even Fredericksburg. Matthew gets the food. I don't even think they have a. I think they just have Waterburger in Fredericksburg. They got a Waterburger, Burger King, McDonald's, Mac. And they got a CC's Pizza Bar. Oh, they have. A, they do have a Pizza Hut. They have, uh, they have a CC's Pizza Buffet. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, oh, is nostalgic. it Pizza Hut or Pizza Inn? They have a pizza hut. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. me and my wife, that's what we usually do is we go to eight, nine wineries, get piss drunk, teeth and lips purple from wine, mm-hmm. and then order two large pizzas and engorge ourselves and pass out. And yep. mind you, it's 6.30 p.m. Yeah, it they have a Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen, too. I forgot about that. Well, like every a, small, every yeah. town in Texas has a Sounds like queen. a wonderful evening, honestly. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I mean, I, if I could do that here at home, I'd do it. Yeah, I will. You can, I guess you can go to Vine to Wine. Just go ahead and get yeah. slobber drunk at Vine to Wine. And the you drive will start taking Tylenol before you go. Yeah. Oof. Maybe stepped on them grapes with some heavy feet, boy. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting all that juices. <laughs> but anyway, enough about wine and whiskey, and but just go to Fredericksburg. Um, yeah, that was, so we we had you on shit, right? Two ago, we were yeah, up, we're up in there. Fredericksburg, at, uh, yeah. At Fredericksburg, Tanner's right. First Deer. If y'all are just tuning in for your first podcast, episode like 21 or 22 was uh, we're in Fredericksburg, and one of our buddies shot his first deer and then ended up proceeding to shoot three more. Yeah. Yes. And we sat there in front of two deer hanging up behind us. Of, I don't know what Michael had, that yeah. gun. Who knows? Who know, Dude, I love the group message. Like, everybody's quiet in it. Like whenever Michael starts talking about guns, because I don't know shit compared to him, <laughs> and you you just message Michael, hey, can what kind of scope would I do? And then five paragraphs later, it's yeah. like, oh, he knows, yeah, he, he, he loves in that. depth. If I need a gun, a scope mounted and a gun sighted in, I give it to Michael. Yeah, that's what I've always I'm done. Like, hey, buddy, here you go. I, I just I, I knew when you sent that text message, as soon as it popped up on his screen, he went like this. <laughs> yeah. his knuckles and like got over like he has some dry saltine crackers some sweet tea sits down puts on some glasses he doesn't even need them and then starts typing saying well yep. if you need this or you can yeah. use the 6.5 to 2009 just <laughs> it's like what yeah dude chill bro he knows his shit i just got a 270 savage yeah. that i want you to sign in yeah, he knows <laughs> his shit though i will say that he's yes. right and oh, well, why don't we need to have him on the podcast we do well today. we tried to get him hey. the night of at Fredericksburg, and he told That's me. That's right. He uh, choked. He said his, he was shrunken, shriveled. Yeah. I, well, I think that was also a little uh, after he had his double misser. Was uh, it, was yeah, it yeah that, that was after his double misser. He, he told me as soon as he got on the buggy, he goes, I'm going to drink heavily. And he did. He, he did. drank heavily. I don't even know if it was a double misser. It was a um, barrel clearance to brush issue. He shot yeah. the same tree twice. Yeah. Yeah, and he was... Definitely, all of us are in blinds or like yeah. pretty set up good on a. When I pulled up, he's army style, oh, he cocked up on a rolling. log, uh, like looking like Chris Kyle up oh. there on top of a mountain in it, and he's angled like at a fucking forty five, and then he just hi guys when we pull up, you know, <laughs> his feet probably had no blood flow. Oh no, all. like he was full blown into it, and the stand it didn't fit, so he like he was breaking limbs and like. Made his own stand and sat. Yeah, his old brush blinds. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. everybody else is comfortable. I'm drinking or fucking taking a nap. Yeah. Mike's over here rubbing fucking 
doe urine on his face and shit. When we're, we're at the damn camp, me and Colby drinking, screwing off, talking on the phone, shooting the deer. Yeah, you're shooting deer from mm. a ranger, and you and poor Mike up here. That was the toughest week of deer hunting I've ever had at that ranch. She that was did. not easy. Didn't bother me one bit, man. I enjoyed yeah. the shit and out of the it. The crazy thing is, about a week after y'all left, when it got cold and it rained, every cell camera I have on that place, when the feeder went off, there were eight to ten deer at every Damn. feeder. It's like, where were they when we were hunting? Mm. It's whatever. We we got our deer. We got out of there. We went and shot Sand Hills. We had a good time. No, I, I just... I. I was more there for the guys to shoot shit. I, yeah, I know. I've been. I just I enjoyed cooking and hanging out oh, and drinking bro. and all that good stuff, you know. Yeah, drinking expensive whiskeys and cooking steaks from we. So up there, Ryan likes to keep a fire twenty four seven. Have to tradition. It's mm-hmm. when you get there, and he was up there for two weeks. So this fire never went out for th- almost a total of three weeks. And you take the ashes, like the hot embers and shit like that, and you put it on the pit. That's where you cook all your food over. And those fucking steaks, man, oh. had some, uh, you cooked some, was it New York strips? Yeah, they were New York strips, yeah. New York strips and, uh, fuck, either it was asparagus and all, yeah. all kinds of shit, man. Uh, macro. They just macaroni something. Oh, it was them little new, them golden. Oh, potatoes. yeah, it was golden. the new taters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so we, uh. Were good. I'm just talking, though, like, we're all sitting there throwing wood on the fire, and we're all sitting there, and Ryan's just coming up with a square face shovel, just scooping it up, throwing it in there. I'm talking, I've I've cooked over fires, but I've never taken a fire, like, yeah. embers like that to a yeah. pit, and then cooked Taking it from the fire. Yeah, yeah, there's never been a piece of charcoal in a pit that we've owned there. Now, I bought that pit that weekend because our pit got trashed by calves. Another mm-hmm. story. But, but, yeah, so... That was uh, that pit will never see charcoal. Yeah, well, no need, no need. That was, was that mesquite. No, it's live oak. Live oak. Yeah, live oak. It's all it's all two or three year old dead live oak from the freeze. The people are still cutting and cutting and cutting. And yeah. We're still cutting and cutting. I mean, there's enough oak on that pasture to last me ten years. Yeah, what's wrong know? with that, man? That's a good problem to have, I guess. Especially when you like burning for three weeks on it. Oh yeah. Like yeah, it, Ryan was in was in customer service mode by the time we made it up there, and we were like, we didn't have to do nothing, man. We didn't have to lift a finger. He's like, hey, man, I got you breakfast, lunch, dinner. I got you a hot fucking place to sleep. Yeah, he even put his bed. hand out like this for us. Shower. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa, what's that? He's like, that's my hand, boy. Yeah, man, it was it was phenomenal. Y'all man. had that old stabbing cabin it. to yourself over there. Yeah, all y'all piled off in there. Oh, yeah, four dudes. <laughs> Four dudes in the stabbing cabin. At least there's four bunk beds, you know. Yeah, no, I think that last night I fell asleep with somebody else. Me, <laughs> me, Mike, me, Michael, and Kobe. Oh, it was like man. two a.m. and I was like, "Bro, we got to wake up in two hours." I was yeah. like, "I'm going to bed." And Mike's like, "Kobe was." That was when he had to drive to North yeah. Dakota the next day. But we almost missed that last sit too. Me and Tanner, or no, me and Mitch. Yeah, Tanner missed it. Yeah, Tanner, Tanner missed, missed it. it. I woke up and I was cleaning. And uh, Tanner comes stumbling out, had this look on his face like, them guys left me. And I was like, I don't, I bet they didn't leave you. I bet you just didn't get up. No, we, we, so Porter got up, woke everybody up once. We said, all right, got up, walked out. Me and Mitch kind of came to, 
got up, started getting dressed, tried to wake up Tanner. Hey, bud, you getting up? And he kind of, he did the thing. He went like, <laughs> gave me the look. You know, he's like, and I was like, you gonna, you gonna come sit? And he was like, he's laid back down. I was like, all right, he's out. And so the we left, came back, and then of course when we get back, you know. Three, four hours later. What the fuck, man? Y'all yeah. left me in bed. Y'all didn't wake me up. Oh, I'm glad y'all left me, man. Somebody helped me clean up. We were, we were done by the time oh, y'all yeah. got there. No, I, was like, I think we had all the deer quartered. And yeah. No, y'all had everything done. I was like, because I, like, that was our, because I went and dropped everybody off, and then I went and picked everybody up, and I was like, I was like, there's the game plan. We're going to get back. We'll, uh, we already have the deer clean, but we'll quarter all the deer, ice them down, pick up, clean up the houses. Shag ass to Lubbock. And then we get back and Tanner's throwing in like the last fucking quarter yeah. that you just chopped off. And I'm like, all right, so let's just clean up the bunks. Yeah, yeah. Clean up the house. Yeah. Just clean up the house. Make the beds and hit the road. Yeah. Hell, I didn't have to make a bed. I never slept under a cover. I just <laughs> slept <Passed> on top. <laughs> just drunk off of whiskey or whatever. Yeah, man. It, you can't beat that hill country, dude. Like, I. We, as much hunting as I've done, you know, I was, I've always looked at people like deer hunters and guys who, you know, have deer leases and camps and all that stuff. And I'm like, man, like just duck hunting just does it for me. Like I, I love the waterfowl hunt and this is like my bread and butter. This is my forte. Like I will never go back to deer hunting, but they're like, dude, as soon as I set foot in camp, I'm like, golly, I miss this man. Yeah. No, I, you know, I mean, I, I was an avid waterfowler, grew up waterfowl hunting, guided forever. And in the last Three years, I just really, really, really enjoy the the peaceful calmness of deer hunting. And I've always liked the deer hunt, but now I'm just, like, really into it for some reason here here recently as far as just having a deer lease. Never had a deer lease. I always went, you know, Montana or somewhere and hunted for a week and then called it good. But now yeah. I like going every weekend. And I think part of that's, you know, I had my, uh, my lab, Rio, who was – I'll never have a dog better than him, and he passed away unexpectedly. And ever since then, I was like, eh, I don't really care about it. Yeah, you know, uh, that's I, I can see that now having a dog that like having a dog, you know, that you enjoy working with and like a good dog, man, it, it makes the hunt so much better. Yeah, like I just I just started hunting. I she made her first two hunts. My dog Marshall, a little yellow lab that I've got, and it was like the first hunt I made with her. I never even picked up my shotgun. Yeah. I was like, I, I want to come out. This is her first one. Obviously, I want to make sure she does, you know, she doesn't break and she's not getting out and, um, you know, showing her ass and acting a fool. I want to try to, you know, keep my focus on her throughout the hunt. So, but I mean, it was, uh, it was probably one of the, one of my favorite hunts of the year. I mean, we shot, we went out and shot three freaking teal. Yeah. It was cold as shit. Everything's froze over. Literally. Now, now, now granted, granted, there was some bad shooting that happened that morning. I mean, we should, Probably should have shot about fifteen birds, and we ended up with three. But um, anyways, I, I got to work the dog man, and that was like one of the most satisfying hunts I had all yeah. year for three teal. She got yeah. to make her first retrieve. You know, she worked. I I could see our, our shit paying off. You know, just the way that we had worked on it, and yeah, I, I can see that. You know, kind of it it adds a whole another dimension to hunt. Uh, I just I was always straight. I did. I started deer hunting when I was nine. My dad went and threw me in a blind, and I was like, you know, kind of, you know, when you're a kid, you're nervous as shit. It's dark when you get put in there. All the spooky but stuff. All the spooky your imagination shit, bro. starts running wild. Oh, bro, when you're a nine-year-old kid, like, 
Bigfoot. Oh, bro. Especially Shit. out in Ozona, Texas. Dude, I'm 24. I like thought you a fucking Rougarou was going to get me when y'all <laughs> dropped me off at the blind the other day. <laughs> Dude, I was nervous. But then, like, I, I deer hunted from nine. Like, I didn't start duck hunting until I was right at, like, thir- 13, like, eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade. So, like, from fourth or fifth grade all the way up till then, it was like deer hunt, deer hunt, deer hunt. Then I started duck hunting. But I was just still deer hunting more. So, I was like, didn't pick it up till. We're in high school and we could finally drive and go duck yeah. hunt. I was just like, I still, and to this day, I'm like, I would rather have a lease, which I'm working on right now up in Canyon Lake, which is looking pretty promising. I'm hoping that works out. If that does, then yeah, that'd be really. I think nice. there's another factor to it for us as well, though. It's like you know we have we have better waterfowl opportunities around here than we do for like whitetail deer hunting. So just the convenience of being able to jump in the truck and leave your house in the morning and go duck hunt as opposed to, you know, saying, all right, now I gotta, I'm going to go for the weekend, you know, and drive four hours down the road, mm-hmm. you know. Um, especially at our age, you know, I'm, I'm 24 years old, you know, so it just makes more sense for me, and it's also more conducive for me for waterfowl hunting because, A, I love it. B, it's right here. I have all the opportunities, and, you know, yeah. C, I can – drive back to my house and stop at Waffle House on the way home, come no and doubt. jump in my own bed and take a nap when I'm done. Oh, yeah. dude. that The other day, that Tanner and Mitch were like, man, I would really enjoy if you'd come and hunt. I was like, nah, I'm good. They went and hunted. <laughs> they limited out. They had a fantastic hunt. I would have oh, gone. Dude, it would have been great. But I was just like, I'll just go and uh, set reserve a uh, table at Waffle House before all the duck hunters get there. <laughs> there you go. So I sat there, had a cup of coffee. They walked in. They told me about their hunt. I'm like, hell yeah. Awesome. I'm like, fuck yeah. Shit, y'all probably got done eating before the duck hunters showed up because they we were did. done before eight they were running out before eight o'clock yeah. i know well they i just woke up i went and got fucking nice and sloshed the night before me and delaney went to uh buxton grabbed a pizza and then went to nature's and drank fantastic beer. pizza they've got yeah and then drank beer for a long time then went to uh i'll say i don't remember i was kind of drunk we went somewhere <laughs> else we went somewhere else oh we went bowling that's oh, what we did what? dude she was just like she was talking shit she's like Feature right there in Port Arthur. Oh man, yeah, we went to Port oh, Arthur. Nice, yeah. No, what is it? Max, Max Bowl? Bowling, yeah, Max Bowl, yeah. bro. I went, I walked in there, got a pitcher of a uh, beer, and then we bowled like three rounds. And by that time, I was like, done. I was like, we take need, me home. We need to go. So we went home. I got fucking eight hours of sleep. Woke up, and then met the boys at uh, Waffle House for yeah. a nice morning and breakfast. You know, as far as the duck hunting thing goes, and waterfowl hunting. The last 13 years that I waterfowl hunted, it was guiding. And I really think I burnt myself out just dealing with people. And not that people are bad. It's just you, you, you're not hunting with your buddies. You don't get to leave when you want to leave. You don't get to, you know, you're, you got to be prim and proper the whole time. And it's some just, people some people are bad. Yeah, and there, yes, there are some people who are bad. I'm surprised I'm still alive. I'm surprised I've been shot in the head or something. But, um, you know, so I think I kind of burnt myself out. Now, if I could get me a little little marsh pond that I could wake up, you know, 30 minutes before, drive out there, have my decoys hanging up in the blind, put them out, hunt, and then come back, I'd probably get back into it. But hey, Joe, I am not battling hey, that I'll marsh. tell you what, I did that for the very first time this past week. Shout out Trevor Bates. I appreciate you taking me hunting the other day. A buddy of mine calls me. Hey, man, you want to come hunt? I was working nights. Just so happens he's his farm is 15 minutes down the road from where I work. I get off pretty early, so I leave. I got to leave work. Now, mind you, I worked all night. We make shift change early, you know, compared to most places around us. I make shift change at 3.30. I usually get to leave by 4. 
I left work, went to the camp, and still got to sleep for an hour and a half when oh, yeah. I got there. Then got up, jumped in the truck, drove the truck out to the blind. And, I mean, this was this was one of those – this is not the kind of blind we hunt in around here in the rice fields or, or anything like that. This was a two-story with a stove in it, you know, a ladder up to the what top the hawk deck. Club? Huh? Was it the Hawk Club? No, this is this is somewhere out in Crosby. Okay. I don't even know what they call it. It's uh, there was actually a little a little stone gotcha. sign on the front, but this they own this little farm. This is just his family you. that hunts it, and uh, man, it was phenomenal. And another again, I, he let me bring my dog. I got yeah. to really focus on working her. I picked up the gun one time to shoot and shot one duck the whole time we were there. But we shot, I don't know, four wood ducks and a greenhead. Pretty yeah. slow, but oh my gosh, just hunting that way, it's like yeah, man, man it's a, you know it, it makes those tough hunts where you really don't care. Mm-hmm. But and and you know I know y'all hunt public, and I mean when I was a kid, I ravaged public land like I Middleton, like the back of my hand, and all these other places, right? All this public marsh. And it seemed like about eight to ten years ago, places that I used to be able to wake up, not have to get there at daylight. I mean, not to get there at midnight. Get there an hour before shooting time. Casually make it to this pond and hunt. We're being overrun by people. Yep. that's And that's probably about the right time. Because it lasted, like when we, like we're freshmen, Freshman to high school, started duck hunting on our own, like going out, you know, all up until about a year or two after high school. Mm-hmm. It was fucking, you could wake up at, like, you would still have to wake up relatively early because it's a pretty yeah. far drive, boat ride, but, like, you wake up at 2.30 and yep. 3 o'clock, drive there, get in the boat, go wherever, you're, if you're West End, Middleton, yeah. Anahuac, but now it's... You have to be there at midnight if you want to. Yeah. If you're if you're mad at them, I used yeah. to hunt Middleton every. It was open uh, Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday back when I was hunting it all the time, and I would hunt it every Saturday and Sunday. Saturday morning, I could be in the water at the boat ramp underneath the bridge an hour before shooting time. Hit the rollers in the pond, have about twenty minutes, put decoys out, and I was hunting. And I'd be the only person in the entire unit. Now, you're. No, you won't get a pond if you do that. Yeah, you show up and you, there's just I, nowhere to go. I, I, you know, and I don't know what what contributed to that. I don't know if it was. Uh, Dude, I know what it is. Honestly, one hundred percent. Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. The emergence of media and social media. Yeah, there was and people want to take a, photos with. I, I think mud motors too had a big play. Yeah, well, we were hunting play. with the. 20 outboards, yeah. Mariner. I used to hunt with a 15-horse Chrysler. 1973 15-horse Chrysler is what I used to go duck hunting with. I'll say this, though. There was the mud motors that you're talking about, surface drives. Surface drives. Because you could get a long, yeah, long, long tail's tail, been yeah. around for forever. But I, I will say, I think that it was the ease of, you know, how there was a time when, when like, we were in high school, I, I want to say is, you know, throughout our middle school to high school transition, where, f- like, social media was just starting. We got to see that whole turn where, you know, you started out, we had flip phones, and, you know, yeah. a kid maybe had a firefly in his pocket just so he could call mom and a dad. chocolate. He had a chocolate, an envy, or whatever. Like, there was no, if you pressed up on the little pad, you went on the internet, and you were like, fuck, my parents are going to see this, and you had to, like, click out of it yeah, real quick Black because, Bear, yeah. you know, you'd get charged or something, and then... And then very quickly over the next couple of years, it was like, boom, you could get on the internet and it was, it was all there. 
Yeah. And then that, I think, was the turning point. Yeah. And I know that, that, I mean, everybody that I've heard talk about what was the turning point, that's their answer as well. And, and that's a good point. So, like, when I was hunting Middleton, when I was hunting uh, Pace Track, when I was hunting all this stuff, everything's about word of mouth. There was nothing online. There was nothing published. There was no – I couldn't get on the internet and print my permits out. I had to physically drive to the – Pick the, them up. To pick them up, and I had to have a, a picked-up copy, and I had to sign it. Yep. They, so won't, they won't even do that now. No, they don't even do that now. And, you know, and it, I think that the ease that they've made it, the internet has ease made it. Access, ease of access. Ease of access. And, you know, it's, it's. There, there was a few turning points. One, the, and this was before the Duck Dynasty, definitely, but like the social media, like you're saying, because mm-hmm. one, just make a point, people like pile picks. I think most uh, of the people I don't even the, like in, to do In the shit. more broad sense of what you're talking about, it's, it's trendy, right? So yeah. you start out, social media starts out, and like I think Facebook was one of the first ones to hit, right? So yeah. Facebook got big, and that was kind of like, oh, your mom and dad are on Facebook, and your grandma's got a Facebook, and then here comes Instagram, and all all of our guy, all of our age groups on Instagram, and then it's like, you know, then social media starts popping off, and it's like you're seeing you're seeing guys that are, you know, oh, these guys are duck hunting, and they killed a bunch of ducks this morning. Those guys are cool. And then people are like, I want to go shoot ducks. And then I want to go duck hunt, you know. And it's it, it was a trend. It was like a trendy thing to do, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, you saw, like, Drake Waterfowl and all these brands. Yeah, start popping up, yeah. That are posting good photos from yeah. at that time. Look at the decoy companies these days, too. So when I was growing up, you had two brands, Carry Light, Flambeau. That's it. Yeah. Now you have, I, I mean, there what, 100 decoy companies out there probably? I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and I just go with the the cheap game winners, but that's exactly, yeah, there's a thousand of them, but Flambeau was like the real big one back then. Yeah. Um, but the social media aspect does people want to be taken. And most of the people don't love it to the core. Not, and you know, they'll argue that fact or whatever, but it's like, I know it, it could be a pretty dude or a pretty girl that just want to take a photo of some fucking ducks or a deer or whatever yep. the fuck. And then, uh, shit, I got sidetracked right at the. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, the whole, the you were talking about your three factors, right? So your social media, ease of access, Duck Dynasty. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you said you had, uh, there was oh, something else. Oh, like, no, like to. before the Duck Dynasty, it was the mud motors, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. You had the surface drive motors. They started coming out. Like, you had long tails, but they fucking sucked compared to what they are now. Yeah. Like, at the time, they were dope but they were very slow they're hard to control you had that and then they came out with winches yep winches too yeah because you weren't driving and jumping levees really you no. had a winch over shit yeah everything you had a winch over like there was not like west end we had to go most of the time it was tied out you had a winch fucking and this ain't alive man like 50 to 150 oh, yards there was a time when we went and did that and battery died in the winch or whatever when we were pushing that big heavy boat it took us four hours to pull that boat through the mud the tide was out and it was all that silt mm-hmm. and washed yeah. back into the cut and we had to pull that boat with i mean i want to say we even had pvc rollers to kind of yeah we did out. it took us four hours to get yeah. over the levee yeah the, the time we got out to the pond to hunt it was so like we were just dreading the pullover on the way back out yeah. We're just like fuck this, man. Let's just go. Let's go, yeah. And the but like that was like a big thing because we didn't have winches when we first started. And then they're like, you can mount winches on your boat. It was like, yeah, the fuck. Because mine, like you were saying with you, what you ran on your outboard, I had a uh, my great grandfather 
30 something years ago, won in a raffle when he bought a, he bought a lawnmower and raffled off a, tw- uh, there's a raffle for a 20 horse Mariner yeah. and he won it. I used that Mariner that was twice my age yeah. and put it on a fucking 14 foot aluminum craft and five of us would yeah, that's... hunt out of it. What we do is we take the gas tank off of it. I had butterfly screws for the, uh, the motor. We'd pull that off. Two people would carry the boat. One person would carry the motor. One person would carry the gas tank. Yep. And we'd walk over the levees. Set it back down. Set it like back down, yep. put it in, and go. Yeah. Then it got to where. The winches and everything winches, else. mud motors. And then Duck Dynasty came out. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, my that God. Was, I think that was an explosive point. Like, you, you, had, you had an uptick here at your – you know, your social, social media, media and your surface drives and all that. And then Duck Dynasty and I that shit. Yeah. The trend, if there was a trend line for duck hunters in that time, it fucking spiked. Same with gator it. hunting and gator oh, like yeah. products when swamp people. get dude, it, it was like gator hunting, gator hunting, gator hunting, gator hunting, gator hunting. Then <laughs> swamp people. Everyone yeah. wanted gator hides. Everyone wanted to eat gator meat. Everybody wanted to shoot gators. I'm like, and my uncle, who, you know, was... The biggest process from say text like this fucking is awesome. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. I made more in a year than I did in fifteen. Yeah, because everybody wanted fucking gator. And yeah. I say that too about like as as sour as I probably sound about that for waterfowl hunting. Like for guys that have um, guide services and leases where they're taking people out, like that was probably great for them. Oh, it was. I guarantee you, it was great for them. But uh, the reason I would probably sound sour about it is because that translated to a lot like you said yeah. a lot more people trying to get in the well, hole on public land that's why i transitioned from public land to guiding because yeah. there was a, a really good buck to be made and you know it paid for the addiction and surpassed me through for those years um, yeah the, the, another thing i'll say too is you look at the the trend of, of waterfowl waterfowl fowlers the, the age back when i was growing up the only people who duck hunted were were old men yeah when i say old men 60s, 70s year old, old men. men. Yeah, like yes. they're wearing uh, the uh, yeah duck wax, suits. duck yeah. wax, canvas. Yes. Yeah, and yes. then now I, yeah, there's still some old guys that do it, but most of them are are. If you go to the public water right now, you're looking at what 18 year olds, 18 to 20, 22 year olds, maybe you know, college, probably younger too. Yeah. High school, college guys, which great. I, hey, I'd rather than be duck hunting out that's, on the streets, the, but, yeah, doing crack. Yeah, but that's it's kind of one of those deals, like. Let's not be idiots about it, and let's 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 respect one another, yeah. and that's what you kind of lose when you get those younger kids out there. Well, yeah. you know, and I'll say this in their defense, um, because I know a lot of them, a lot of young guys that are ethical. They're by the book. Yep. They they do it. They you know they do the right thing, um, and I think that goes full circle back to the there's a shithead in every bunch. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? So yeah. there's I would say quite a bit of shitheads in this bunch. Um, but there are, there are a lot of young guys out there. I know personally quite a few that, that are by the book. They do yeah. their thing. They do it the right way. Well, we had shitheads uh, in our, our yeah, age bracket. Yeah. He had shitheads in his that's, age that's bracket. Yeah. A lot of respect for those guys that still have the, the patience to do that. Fewer. Fewer, yes. Yeah. And there was People, fewer yeah. for me. And there yeah. was, like, it went from, like, the least, a little yeah. bit more, a little bit more, because Math, Matthew's a couple of years younger than me. I'm a little bit. But, like, Nat, like, we were kind of raised on it. Like I started duck hunting. I was just hunting with my, my uncle who, like you're saying, yeah. he was in his mid fifties at the time. And he's like, let's go duck hunting, you know? So I'm yeah. duck hunting with him. And as a 13 year old kid with my 50 year old uncle or whatever. Yeah. You know, right out there duck hunting. Yeah. Having, yeah. Like I was like, I've never thought about duck hunting. I've always deer hunted or shot turkeys or did something like that. So mm-hmm. that's what got me into it. And he taught me the ways. 
a lot of these kids, I, we all were taught by parents yes. or older generation. Yeah. A lot of these kids are seeing this shit and just going out there have never been taught gun safety, never been See, taught any of yes. this. That's another thing is it like how to whenever, drive a fucking boat. Whenever I went yeah. out and made my first few hunts, you know, Uncle Leon, right here in South China, we go sit in the blind and we're talking to each other. He's telling me how things are. I'm getting to experience it all. And then I take that and translate it into going out on public land and hunting. Yeah. And then you have these guys who are just like, fuck, it can't be that hard. And going straight out there and doing it. And, yeah, you know, it's like, it, well, fuck, I'm going to get the edge on this guy. And I'm going to, you know, yeah. do this or that or whatever to make, to ensure my success while, you know, and violating this rule. It's not or that, that they're rule. shitheads. They're just ignorant. Of, yeah. of how, how to, eth- not ethically, but how to responsibly go about it and how to yeah. do it to where everybody, you know. And most, and I would, I, I'm going to back that up saying most of them probably are in good intent. Yes. But you've never been shown. Exactly. You have a 15 or let's say 16 year old kid that just got his license, sees some cool photos on Instagram. Yep. He's like. We're fucking going duck hunting. And he he got, got his daddy to buy him a 25 big block GTR. Yep. And then he comes out with fucking $7,000 of Sitka gear. Uh-huh. And all he needs is a buddy who's 18 to be able to hunt on there illegally. Yes. And they go out there hunt and they fucking. Uh, it's just hey. like, fuck. It, yeah. It, <laughs> and it, this is the people that are like bumping into you. Like we're yeah. just trying to putt into our pond. And, and these kids are just going. I will say like, this though. Fuck. There is a, there is a disconnect when it comes to all that shit, because you could have, it could be, all right, one group over here, and then us, right? And this other group could be some cool-ass dudes. Like, they could be cool motherfuckers who we'd want to hang out with and drink beer with and all that, but they're threatening to take our pawn, and yes. so fuck them. And then they look at us the same way, and they're like, fuck those guys. And it just becomes a whole, a whole deal where it's like every man for himself, and you can't always, you can't always look across the pond and yeah. because of the there because there's guys that are just shitty, you can't always look across the pond and assume these are good. These guys are cool. You know, these yeah. guys know what they're doing. These are cool guys. There's always going to be, um, you know, Trash because there's bag. someone that ruined it for everybody else. It's every man for himself. So it's fuck the other guy, right? And and what I've noticed too is is like when it started getting bad for me, where I was like, you know what, fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore. It was they were very confrontational. I mean, there was times when I would see them come in the pond and I'd be like. Oh, there's only three of them. Let's let them hunt with us so we can all capitalize on this one pawn and we're not fighting each other the whole time. And then you pull over there and they're like shining with the spotlight. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm not trying to take your spot. I, I'm trying to get y'all to come hunt with us. We don't want to hunt with y'all. All right, well, can we hunt with you? No, we don't. F- fuck no. You know, and it's like you might learn a thing or two if you just kind of just yeah. hang out. Well, I don't want you to just come. Yeah. Oh, dude, I would rather shoot more limits than go out there and shoot I one think that I think that has been lost upon everybody because I was the same way when I was younger. I didn't want to hunt more like four max. And I think I got burned on that because I hunted with a couple of guys who just didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. And I was like, man, Hey, if I can have my two guys, two or three guys with me that I know they know what they're doing, I don't need anybody else. I don't want anybody else. I don't want any strangers. I don't want to have to deal with, you know, I don't know if this guy knows gun safety. I don't know if this guy knows his species, his game species. I don't want him shooting fucking water turkeys, you know, and mm-hmm. all this shit. Yeah, we'll be or something. But, um, but there is something to be learned there. I yeah. think, um, I think opening, opening that door, um, you know, you have something to gain there. Yeah, my favorites, my favorite mornings, honestly, are like when it's eight of like my friends mm-hmm. in a fucking 
box blind on a fucking rice field. Oh, yeah. And we're having, you know, just coffee, bullshitting. I don't care if we shoot five teal, if we shoot an eight-man limit of yeah. fucking gadwall. It's, those are the mornings I'm like, this is, yeah. we're just fucking yelling back and forth, hooting, hollering, having a good time, get serious when some ducks decoy, if they do decoy. That's my favorite. And I will say this, too, as far as the waterfowl deal goes, and I'll, I'll probably get off this soapbox, but coming up when I was younger, the amount of birds that we had in this area were tenfold what we have now. And, you know, you go hunt a rice field and just absolutely mop up, and you see a lot of birds. And that's, and that's not what it's all about, but it's a really nice bonus to go out there and actually pull the trigger. Yeah. And then, you know, I've, I started having hunts where I'd go and I wouldn't see a bird. Or I'd see two birds or, you know, it just, just got to where the point where it was like, man, why am I waking up, busting my ass? Not only waking up, busting my ass, but especially rice field hunting, you know, taking, leasing this land, getting on the tractor, snake raking it, setting up the blind, doing working, everything I'm doing. Working, yes. To go out here and, and maybe have two good hunts a year. But it, it, it seems that we don't have the birds that we used to have. Yeah. And I, I remember there was a time you talked about there, there are factors that contribute to that advances in technology, mm-hmm. um, in harvesting and all that, not leaving a lot, but, um, and we're not, I, I don't want to dive too well, deep. I, you know, and also that, I think it comes in, it comes in, in, um, waves for lack of a better term. You have, yeah. you have, you know, you climb that mountain where it gets just awesome. Then you hit that valley for a couple of years. And I think this year. From what I've been seeing, it's been a better year it's than it has. years I think in it's the past. trending up this year. Trend, yeah. yeah, trends is a good word for it. It's starting to trend back up and starting to yeah. get a, you know an uptick of birds coming to the area and starting to. And even deeper than just the number on birds, like certain species. Yes. Like I, I know for, in my experience, there was one year, um, I think at this point now is either four, maybe even five years back where we had just an absolute s- stupid amount of pintail in yep. the area. Yeah, and that, that was the year after they had dropped the limit from two to one. Yep. And I couldn't, for the life of me, figure out why they did that because there were so many pintail. And then for the last few years, you know, we haven't been seeing them in those numbers. Yeah. So we, that's why I want to have a, I do want to have a game board on here to talk about some of that stuff. But when you were a kid, Ryan, what was, was the limit still the same as it is now? It was six birds. Okay. Um, so same. Six birds there for a little while. It, it uh, dropped to five. Okay. For like a year, I think. And then it was six, and then it was one pintail, then it was two pintail, one canvas back. Um, I'm not old enough to have the point system, if that's for sure. Getting it, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, I know that, but no, like, because I'm pretty sure yeah. when I first started, like my very first duck hunt ever, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I, I'm pretty sure it was five a yeah. person, and then it's been six since then. Yeah, but like my grandfather and them, even back when, because I just listened to him talk back before Interstate 10 was fucking built. They uh, would shoot. They could only shoot two birds one season, like two yeah. birds a person. Yeah. Like, and they were like, you know. It's hard not, to imagine. trying to call him out, but he's he's like, man, fuck this. There's nobody. And at that time, there really wasn't nobody hunting except the couple of families that lived around yeah. this area. So they went out there, shot their ducks, went back in. He's like, what would be the point to do all this work for Two birds. Two birds. That is hard to imagine, especially with the as little pressure as I can imagine they had back then, you know? No pressure. Yeah. Well, back then, there was just families. There wasn't, like, like people you didn't know. Yeah. Was especially, just, yeah. like, the in Port Acres, like it's, J.D. It's, Murphy's. It's homesteaders coming in, you know? Yeah. That's what we were in Hampshire. 
reading the history of my well, family. Dude, J.D. Murphy's, everybody knew everybody that was hunting on a weekend. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like, knew their family, went to church, yeah. did all this shit. Now, that's that's like me and Middleton. There was three of us that hunted. Me, the Bundicks, and the Warnericks. And that was it. And, like, if I heard a boat coming, I could tell by the sound of the engine if it was Kevin Bundick and his brother or if it was Donald Warnerick. And that's now, the only people that hunted there ever. Now, dude? Dude, ah, uh, fuck. Dude, there's been, it was last year, but, I mean, just saying last year, me and Tanner were driving over the Island Bridge, and we didn't do a early morning. Like, we were going to launch the boat at 4 to go to Middleton, and we were going over, and I was like, we made it, like, almost to where you turn back to go underneath the intercoastal, and I was like, cars were parked almost uh. to the deal, and I was like, so that's a minimum of 60 boats at just this. So we turned around, went back, made it to Anahuac around like almost five in the morning and then went and we were able to get a pond. Like the, we actually had the Ranger pond, which is the first pond in Anahuac. Yeah. So, I know. I didn't know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So we had the first pond, which was like, I was like, I'm, I'm happy with that. But like people were calling us that were trying to like get over there. Like, dude, what the fuck? There's like <laughs> almost a hundred fucking vehicles crazy, here. Man. I'm like, I don't know where they're hunting. Dude, I don't know I don't know that many duck hunters. Like Crazy. I'm just assuming that there's It's a lot of people from it's Houston. Just, it's just guys you know there is. Or just yeah, there are there were guys. There's from a Houston. lot of Huffman people, which I've found. I've I've hunted like I hunted with some people one day. I was like, there's some guys that couldn't get a pond. I was like, hunt with, it was me and Tanner were like, hunt with us. They're from Huffman. They jumped in the fucking blind with us. I was just like Yeah. Like, what are y'all doing here? Yeah, no, I mean it's yeah. We we have time. a we have a good resource here. I mean, yep. um, a lot of people don't have that, you know. But I, I do think there are more opportunities than they realize. Like throughout the entire state of Texas, and you know, traveling east, west, north, like anywhere, any direction from here, you can there there are opportunities there. And more often than not, there's going to be there's there's a piece of private property somewhere where the guy would care less if you went out there and duck hunted on it, you know. But yeah. it's it's a public land opportunity. It's guaranteed access, you know. So yeah, well, that private land shit got ruined back when our grand, like dad's yeah, grandfather's, it, it died out in the seventies. Probably yeah, like Papa, around here. Yes, Papa would go out to like Broussard's Ranch over there on mm-hmm. seventy three when he was a kid, growing up. And there was just no, like everybody knew each other, but mm-hmm. they would just he would go out there just hunt. There was no lock gates. There wasn't nothing. Yep. And then just there's always shitheads. There's all there's a Shitheads, there's always some kids that would shoot up uh, tractors or something, mm-hmm. you know, back in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Yep. They start destroying property, so then they start locking gates. and like, you can't hunt in here mm-hmm. no more. So then. I, I tell you what's what I've noticed, too, is the trends, like you were saying earlier with the pintail, the types of birds. Like, when I was a kid, nobody knew what a squealer was. Nobody knew what a, a, a whistling duck was. There, you know, there wasn't. There was. I killed two fulvus in 2002 and i had to fucking find a book and figure out what the hell they were isn't that yeah. wild because like i <clears throat> my experience with them was never saw them in the in the marsh any anytime mm-hmm. i'm trying to hunt never see them go to nederland they're in the park in nederland yeah. and then there people are putting seed out in their driveway they're in the neighborhoods and mm-hmm. and i'd never ever in my whole life seen them here and now i got them flying over the house every night yeah there's a pile of them that live in hampshire and then another thing, and y'all are going to find this crazy, but in the late 90s into the early 2000s, I used to consistently kill cannabis. Consistently. I, I, I don't find it crazy given the, like, the time frame being before mm-hmm. the time yeah. that I was hunting because 
I've heard so many stories. Right? Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, never really any, like, graders, but a lot of cacklers and, and yeah. lessers, you I know. I used to hear of lessers and animals. And they were always with the speckle bellies, so when we were working speckle yeah. bellies, they'd come in with speckle bellies. Oh, Jenkins, them have, like, one of the most badass mounts. It's a speckle belly, like, lesser mix. Yeah, it's cool. And it's, it's at the farmhouse. And it's like. I, you know, another thing that when, I remember when they first started showing up was Ross Geese. Nobody ever saw Ross geese, and we killed one that had a neck collar on it. And I was like, "This is a baby lesser snow or something." Come back as a raw. What the hell is a Ross geese? Banded in California. Yeah. And now they're they're pretty prolific. Yeah, I think the the most rare duck that we really shoot is probably cinnamon. Yeah. Like that's just it's just not their flyway here. But like you'll there's gonna be a couple of people that kill cinnamon teal throughout the year. And then there's guys that kill sea ducks, you know, in McFadden and places too. But that's I mean it's it's. Yeah, it's rare to shoot them in the marsh, but it's really not rare if you're like me and you run offshore. They're they're off the Gulf. They're in the yeah. Gulf. They're out there. My ruddy the ducks. Most rare. I want to uh, say there's there's, like, pr- there's probably some local ruddy ducks. Oh, there's there's ruddy ducks. A lot of ruddy ducks. Actually, there's quite a few ruddy ducks in this area. But I'm talking about like um, uh, like long uh, tails. not long tails, but uh, oh, like surf scooters and scooters, stuff like that. Yeah, scooters I mean, you, see, or you hear a couple of them killed every year. And if you're like me, I'm running offshore in January and February. They're they're out there. Yeah, they're big rafts of them floating out in the Gulf. Nobody just capitalizes on them. Yeah, that's the most like the most rare mount that I've seen around here. That was my uncle twenty years ago out in Anahuac shot a long tail. You know, an mm-hmm. old squall, old squall, old squall, yeah. squall, and I'm like. He's like, I was not really sure what the hell what it the was hell whenever it, was, it came yeah. in. Like, goddamn. He's like, they said when they flew over and, like, came back and, like, decoyed, you know, it has a feather like this. Like, damn, that's a fucking pintail, but it's yeah. just a long tail. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's, so then I had to do research whenever I first saw it. I was like, oh, that's a California, you those know. Those are really cool birds, man. Those sea ducks are something else. Yeah. Um, uh, they're, they're really cool. I, I really want to go and do the New England sea duck deal. What do you get there? You get your scoters, Harlequin, uh, Harlequin, Harlequin scooters. Um, get your old squall. What is that? Uh, eiders. Eiders. eiders yeah. yeah. Common I, eiders. I don't know all the different king eider. Common. They get eiders. king eiders over there. I think so. Yeah. No kidding. I thought you had to go like way north. Way up yeah, I, I'm pretty sure eiders. there there's they a do, guy I follow. They do eiders because I know a guy from South Carolina that. Yeah, shot eiders over there. There's a guy in Maryland I follow, and I don't remember his name, but um, he's got a huge following on Instagram, and he's got the world's biggest duck boat, and it is a monstrosity thing that he brings out in the Gulf off Ocean City and shoots. <laughs> I mean, the Gulf, the Atlantic, and um, shoots sea ducks. And it, it, some of his videos are just it looks like a blast. It's it looks wild like a good the time, way you know? the way that you can hunt sea ducks. You know, just the the boxy looking spreads and the real grid line looking, you know, you're just, yeah. you're trolling, you know, it's like, like you would look at something like that and think, how in the world are you going to decoy yeah. birds to that? And they just, they just do it. Yep. Did you see that post? I don't remember where it was. It was, I saw it like yesterday, the day before somewhere up like on the Northeast, maybe it was like a redhead congregation. Coming oh south. yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. It was like, 250,000 yes. birds in one raft, yeah. Dude, insane amount of redheads. Have you ever been down the mid- middle coast and seen the redheads down there? Absolutely unbelievable. It is. That is the one place that if y'all said, hey, I want to go duck hunting, I would say let's go middle coast and let's go like what tomorrow. What are you were referring to as the middle coast? Uh, like Matagorda to, to Port Aransas. Okay. PA, that's, that's where I shot so. my first redhead was down there. Yeah. 
Matagorda. Where's Port Mansfield at? Port Mansfield south of Port Port Aransas. It's um, so you have Port Aransas, Mustang Island, and then you have Port Mansfield, South Padre Island, and then Brownsville. So it's 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 down there, kind of between the two. And so, I mean, there's supposedly good duck hunting there. I never mess with it, but yeah, I got a buddy that's down there in Port Mansfield right now, and the way he explained it in his years past, um, they do a, a yearly trip down there and they shoot a lot of redheads and uh, pintail. Yeah, redheads and pintail is like so their, their two main species. I've done it a lot, and I've actually got decoy spread for it. I just haven't done it in several years, but. Uh, we shoot a lot of pintail, a lot of widgeon, a lot of uh, redheads, and a lot of buffleheads. Yeah, buffleheads are very. That's the first time I hunted down in Kingsville, down in PA. That we did a hunt where I literally did not have a, a the same duck in a whole hunt. Yeah, we had model, both teal, pintail, a random greenhead out of nowhere, yeah. a buffalehead, uh red a canvas like yeah. it was just i was like i've never shot this variety the variety of pack, birds baby. i yeah. should like if i would had money i would have just got that as a dead mountain people would be like that's not real and that's the cool <laughs> thing about that i mean that's the when i said redhead pintail um buffalo head and uh widgeon that's the the mainstay i've yep. killed gadwall i've killed teal i've killed uh, actually the i killed a banded snow goose on the bay one time, flew over, started hollering at him because I'm from Southeast Texas. Here, 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 here he comes and shot him, and he was banded. Um, we've killed mallards, we've killed model ducks, obviously. I mean, you, you, squealers. I mean, yeah. But the mainstay are your widgeon, your pintail, your redhead, and your buffalo. Yeah. And surprisingly to me, the buffalo head is the toughest fucking little bird. Oh my god! Like people were like, dude, that's I'm like, dude. We all have a buffalo head story, I imagine. Oh. Yeah, I have. No, yeah, no the, doubt. The one buffalo head that I killed, the one that's mounted in the shop right now, I uh, the, he was the lead bird, and he was on my side. I shot him dead, moved on to the next one. You know, dog starts getting out there and picking up birds. I think we shot four out of the group, and my buffalo head, Drake, is still over here swimming. So I reloaded my shotgun, had three shells. Boom, still swimming. Boom, still swimming. Boom, I shot him three more times. He's still going. I mean, he's not, but you know, 25 to 30 yards from yeah. me, still swimming. And so I hollered to the other guys, hey, I'll shoot that bird. And they're 10 feet to my left, bunched up right there. So maybe you know, 30, 35 yards from them. So they each shoot him three times. I reload again. I shoot him two more times before the dog gets close and I let the dog work. That's something that's just, just disappeared, gone, still alive, swam off, disappeared. The next day we were leaving to come home. We were up north. We were in Kansas, I believe. And, um, we're running out, and I'm thinking, man, it just wasn't in the cards for me to shoot a buffalo head. I had three opportunities, just didn't work out. And uh, Connor's running the boat, and he just whips it around, and he's like, Matt. I'm like, what? He turns around, he's like, look. There's a little pink feet sticking up out of the ice. And we pull up there, and it's that fucking buffalo head Drake. It was right where he swam off, yeah. you know, the day before, and it froze over that night, and he got stuck right there and just froze into the ice. I brought him home, and he's, he's hanging on the wall. Hey, Tough little bastard, My story's man. almost... Similar, very similar. They're just tough. They're tough very tough bastards, birds. man. I'm just talking. I'm well. Yes, tough like that, but tough like I've cleaned 
20 different species of birds. <laughs> to me, that's the toughest fucking skin. Oh, yeah. Uh, you talk about meat-wise. I'm talking about, I'm, I'm talking like getting the skin off of a fucking, yeah. like breast yeah. a bufflehead. Yeah. I would rather breast. divers. I would honestly breast a Canada, a greater Canada yeah. before a buffalo. Yeah. Divers are tough, man. It's just, they're a different breed. But I, I like that middle coast hunting because them birds are either coming or they're not. I mean, you can see a group of birds and they're either coming or they're not. There's no calling at them. They're they they're either in it to win it, or they're gonna move. They're just gonna fly past you. They're balls deep, or they yeah. Hands. That's it. And it. I mean, them redheads get nasty, dirty in the decoys, like mm. just crazy. And I like it because you can sleep in and get in get in the spot at noon and hunt all afternoon, and it ain't gonna be any different than waking up and going at daylight. Yeah, they're just doing it down yeah. the coast. I noticed that just even in our area. I've never hunted that way, but, like, I watch birds raft up off a of crystal beach, mm-hmm. you know, out just outside the surf. Yep. Like, afternoon, I'm watching mm-hmm. birds fly around, and I'm kind of gets the gears turning, you know. For for a guy like me who's never hunted that way, I'm yeah. like, what the hell are they doing out there? Oh, They're man. Just it, moving. You know, moving I do a lot of wade fishing for trout during the winter, and you run across the Bean Lake or East Bay in January and February, and it's like, holy Dude, shit, where that, are these birds? Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy, and it, it might be any kind of, but, like, the biggest ball of teal I've probably ever seen was, like, in a January with Doug wade fishing. Yep. And he's like, that's fucking teal. And they come by a pack of, like, 300. Mm-hmm. Just, just flying around. I'm like, what the fuck yep. are they doing out here? They just, know where it's safe. They just chilling. Safe, yeah. Like, I mean, there's nothing. Uh, there's unless nothing they hit me with a corky, then they ain't going <laughs> to. Yeah. yeah. Nothing farther south for them to go and. Fine. Yeah. They're just out there and Mexico. coming back up. Yeah, go drink pink. They're gonna fly they gonna fly a long way. Migrators. But, but yeah, no. Um so Ryan, twenty fifth to the twenty ninth snapper slapper lures will be in NRG Stadium. Yep. Be there right next to y'all. Bayou Dragons will be in attendance. I'm yep. looking forward to that. That's gonna be a fun one, man. Well, that's one fifty one and one fifty two, right? Yeah. Or 149 and one, or 150 and 151. We'll have to check. Uh, I said 150 first, so okay, it yeah. should be 150 and 151. Yep, perfect. I haven't looked at the email to see, but the lady that you told yeah. me, Lynette, I messaged her and she was like, uh, 151 and 152 are open and 145, which was in front of you. Yeah. I was I mean, like, I would like this order. And she was mm-hmm. interested to it. see the, the crowd and you know, the vendors that come out to that. Uh, Did you look at it, the layout? No, I haven't. It's a I haven't pretty dope ass layout. Like how we're right in the middle. We're like right in the yeah. game. I mean, yeah. you couldn't get any deeper in the middle of it than what we got. And so. that's good though. I, I noticed just not even this is not specific to you know the show that I was at. I think it's just human nature. You know, they walk in and they dive right in. Yeah, it's like you know uh, some people will like start from one side. Like if they come in on the right side, they're going to start all the way on the right, work their way back to the left. But most people, I was just sat there and watched them, and I was just trying to, like, make my own little trend as to what everybody was doing for the following year where mm-hmm. I wanted to be, you know, because we were way off in the back in the corner. Didn't get a whole ton of traffic. But, yeah, everybody was diving right in. That was, I was like, man, I want to be right there in the middle. I was wrapping it up. I didn't look at the time, though, at the end. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was – um. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for for Houston. Only I'll I'll be able to uh, 
to be there for the final three days of the show. And well, that's the main three. That's the Friday, Saturday, that. Sunday. So yeah, yeah man, the first couple days some. are set up, and then kind of figuring out yeah. Wednesday, Thursday are open to the public, and that's going to be. I mean, it's going to be decent, but I don't think it's going to be very good till after. Yeah, I don't think noon, evening, and then Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is going to be when the, the main crowds come. But yeah, Houston's yeah. a fun show though. Yeah. Just um, that area, you know. And you're going to start doing nice. that more this year with. Yeah, having yeah. your own. I mean, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do the fishing show in March. It's usually in March, which is another good one. It's gonna be at uh, downtown at the uh, George R. Brown, which is always a, good a fun one. place. That one's fun too because you've got all your restaurants and bars right there yeah. too. You can yeah. get to afterwards. Yeah, and then we're gonna. Um, well, is I, it another boat show or what? Man, there, there's a there's an open market in Galveston that we might hit, and then there's um, Lake Charles boat show is always decent. But I, I'm really, I'm really kind of eyeing iCast. That's, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I've been. Uh, we fall in the category, and Ben Floyd can definitely point us that way. Well, so. he and I were talking today about it. He goes, "You going to do iCast? I think you should." And I was like, "Eh, I'd love to, but I, logistically and everything." He goes, "I will help you with whatever you need." Yeah, that's what he what told us too. It is the world's largest fishing show. Yeah, and it's and in. It's in Miami, Miami, I think. Yeah. Miami, yeah. Florida, or Lauderdale. I don't yeah, know. There, well, there's, and I think there's actually two ICAST. Like I think there's, East Coast and West Coast. Yeah, I think. East Coast, yeah. and but that's a a huge, a huge, it's giant, giant, giant deal. Like if we wanted to get into it, we need to start like really looking into it because that's a big one. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm my big thing is uh, retail stores get back into retail stores. You know, we're, we're Doing Fish Tackle Unlimited. We're doing Serious Tackle, Sea Pony and, and Winnie. Uh, looking at Academy and Bucky's. And, and maybe we can make a Bayou Dragon Snapper Slapper and sell them. Maybe online. so. I mean, I'm on Amazon. Yeah. That's yeah. you know, that's we, if we ever get a storefront, you can be in there for sure. You know, that's that's that. another thing too. We were talking about the other day is do we want to go ahead and do follow in um, the Sure Shot Game Calls deal and have a storefront slash shipping warehouse. In Beaumont, or what, what do we want to do? You know, that's kind of kind of what I'm looking at now is I have a, a warehouse. I'm off the beaten path. I don't know if I want to do storefront sales. Yeah. I'd, well, we're looking for another warehouse, too. So if that's something you want to talk about, which we've talked about in the past. Yeah. Definitely need to find something because Tanner's place has done good, but we're just outgrowing it, man. We're, we're outgrowing yeah. it. I, have, I have a huge warehouse at my office. I know. I <laughs> I know a guy. It's, it's not air conditioned though. It's gonna be ridiculously large. Our shit's not like, air conditioned right now. We're outgrowing yeah. what we've got now. We're gonna go into something extremely large and have like two little yeah boxes. Yeah, but I mean, we've only been doing this for honestly a year, pretty much. Yeah. Like legally, like I'm saying, like yeah, we had the LLC for a year, so we've only legally. had a year of like being able to. We've been on the black market That's before the, then. The crazy thing yeah. for me about Snapper Slapper is a I'm. <laughs> maybe six months into this deal now and we are literally outgrowing what we have now warehouse wise we're moving to a bigger warehouse but the amount of sales that we have going on and the amount of sales we have going on in random like we sold to australia the other day on amazon like join the club yeah yeah and i'm like weird i'm like what okay no, it well, is it's, weird. It's, it's I sold a, I sold some hats because day to Australia. It's like we're selling hats and shirts. Yeah, but yeah. like you're you're selling baits, you know, baits yeah. like not 
you, you have a they're broad called snapper target, sniper, but, but they, yeah, yeah they, you have a you have a broad you know you don't have like a specific target species, yeah. but you know it it is a little bit different, you know. They have snapper in Australia, huh? Oh, yeah, they. I'm sure they do. They got all kinds of reef fish in I Australia. Mean, I mean, I figured that would go work. Dude. But the scope, the scope for selling a bait as opposed to selling a yeah, hat for sure. can put on their head is going to be smaller. You know what I mean? That's yeah, yeah. true sure. and not true. I mean, like yeah. we're saying, I'll fish. I like. There's. I'm going to get video of me this year catching white bass on a snapper slapper. Yeah, hey, I'll film it. Let's go. Like white bass, I guarantee I can catch it. In April, I can catch a black bass on yeah. Snapper Slapper. I, you don't even need me to film anymore, man. You're the freaking GoPro guru. Oh, boy. That is, we need to do some wahoo Yeah, fishing I got to be careful, I'm, man. I got to be careful. I'm going to start losing I'm losing filming you, opportunities to I'm, Porter. He's getting good with that GoPro. The first time you go out, I'm going. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going. I don't care if you don't let me go. I'm going to be on the boat, and you're going to be like, I, what the fuck? Where'd he come from? I don't even <laughs> want to look at my phone forecast right now because I'm probably going to be sick to my stomach that I have to uh, work tomorrow. Oh, Honestly, if if you did just say, let's go. It's still doable. What time is it? It's Oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's We don't have to be in the water till 2. Yeah, I, I would have another glass, and then to be like, <coughs> uh, and this will come out right. after I'm already off of work. Yeah, so I'm good. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. I, but, like, Porter just called in randomly. Yeah, it's uh, it's that time of year, man, and oh, God, it's my favorite time of year when it comes to fishing. I mean, I love blue marlin, don't get me wrong, but there's something about crushing the wahoo that just gets me going. Oh, it's it's my my favorite thing to do with y'all, for sure. I've done it, done all that stuff with y'all, and wahoo is definitely my favorite. It's way more... Oh, and it happens, it happens. Yeah, like, I've never had a 60-plus day or nothing like y'all have, but I've... I've been in a boat. We've caught thirty wahoo, and it's like, yeah, it is exhausting. It's fun. You're just boozing all the time, just fucking grinding mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the whole time. It's not yeah. as articulate. Yeah, you know, like there is an art to it. You've mastered that art, but the the blue marlin, you know, it's a lot. Like, and I thought we had a great year this past year. There's a lot more finesse to the blue marlin. Yeah, the wahoo. I have that. Yeah. That wahoo, you're throwing shit out. You get the right speed. And if they're fucking wanting it, it's on. It's on. I mean, it's, it's, it's to the point now where I can look at my bottom machine and I go, get ready. And then and about 10 seconds later, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. God. I just, I just really want some meat. <laughs> I just, and, hey, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to I'm gonna put in an order now. If y'all oh, are, dude. Are catching like you say you're catching, Don't, I'm going to go ahead and. You can have all you want, and I don't put in my ticket. I don't particularly like to freeze it. I just give it to my friends, and um, I like it fresh. So it gets it gets. It doesn't get bad. Don't it, no, no, I was saying. No. So I made it you fresh, give it I made away, it frozen. but I, I fish so much for them and catch so many of them that I'm I'm just why why I'd give my friends what they can have and freeze and do whatever they want to with it, and I'm gonna have me about two big loins. And I'm gonna chop on those for three or four days after mm-hmm. I catch them, and so then, they get eaten pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, and you call it good. And I yeah. might do sashimi one day, and then make rolls the next day, and do seared the next Dude, day. I, we are definitely. We've been talking about it. We're gonna start doing it. The Bayou Dragon, like cooking oh, different yeah. Dude, wild game and hook. fish and. I want to come over. Did and you see my pastelaya? Yes, day? dude. <laughs> shut up. I even said that on the last podcast. I was like, Ryan is. It's retarded how like, like perfect opportunity into the new year to yeah, bring that in. We should. Yeah. It'd be. Fu- it would be. Fu- it would be really be fun. I would enjoy the shit out of it. I yeah. love to cook. 
I am. We just filmed you cook. I am self I get to eat, I don't on this deal. Fuck. And I am always trying new shit, like trying to just stretch and myself. It pisses me off because you've, for the last two years, you just send me. It don't matter if it's a Ginspock, if it's a fucking elk, if it's a, a Wahoo or whatever it is. You're like, you just send me your dinner. Like after, yeah. after it's made, you send it to me and that's it. Don't even say nothing to it. Just send me that. I'm like, I'm like he just made professional sushi yeah. rolls. Like, I, dude, I did that pasta laia after I did the the boil for New Year's, and Brittany walks in and she's like, "Where where'd you get this recipe?" And I was like, "I didn't get a recipe." She's like, "What do you mean?" I said, "I just made this shit up on the fly. I know how to make a pasta laia, and I know what it can takes to make the sauce for a pasta laia, so I just rolled with it." And she's like, yeah, "No she, shit, yeah, I just thirsty." Yeah, shit we're gonna do a full blown thing. You know, oh, there'll be multiple. Uh, it'll we be, gotta, oh, yeah. Ryan makes fresh fucking uh, Wahoo rolls for us today. And yeah, it'll be a whole, we'll, I mean, we'll put a whole new series into the channel. It'll be Chef Ryan. Well, dude, there, you know, it's not just me. I mean, you could, you could reach out to Holly. I'm sure she'd be happy to. She yeah. actually has the term chef in front of her name. Yeah, I'm not by no means have we chef can. in front and of her. And I've, I've talked to, uh, I've messaged the Uncle Cracker dude, and we've messaged yeah. back and forth, and I'm like, it didn't link up this year, but also there's just been a bunch of shit going on. But I was like, what I wanted to do was bring them on a duck hunt, shoot some birds, and then like yeah, do the do the whole do the whole thing. Be like, I think he's to the point now that he's gonna want some compensation. Probably, I Maybe. don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I, I do. Know. I he, do. He enjoy- stays busy. Yeah, bro, he does. But I do. I have seen on like every about five or six videos, he'll have a Bayou Dragon hat on. I'm like. Nice. There we go. Heck yeah, man. That's there we awesome. fucking go. Yeah. I think I think we're like minded, man. I think, and I, I'm not saying anything definitive, but I think that'd be, you know, I think you would look at guys like us and be like, hey, man, Hell these yeah. dudes are like me. Especially if we take them so. out I mean, for a weekend, you know. We take them on a hunting or fishing trip free of charge. Shit, me and him have a lot in common already. He was a cop. I was a cop. Yeah. You know that? You knew he was yeah. a state trooper, huh? Yes, I, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he seems like a cool ass dude to hang out with. Hell, we ought to do like a snapper deal or something. Dude, that would be great. Be, be like, you ever cook snapper? He'd yeah. probably be like, yeah. And then I do bet a, you that dude, man, could just cook whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just want to see him with that mullet ass hair <laughs> and then fucking just going at it. That's fun. That'd be fun. But there's a lot of stuff we're going to do this 2023. We've been linking up with a bunch of people. Um, there's some new companies that we're going to be working with and, um, some ones that are way bigger than us that are given the opportunity to let us kind of represent for them. So it's really, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff coming this year. Yeah. I'm excited about it, man. I'm really excited about it. And again, uh, you know, 2022 is a great year. I want to thank, uh, everybody, all of our viewers, all our supporters, um, for supporting us, man, for allowing us to, to get to where we're at right now, man. It's all thanks to you guys. So, uh, if you're out there watching from the bottom of our hearts, mine, Ryan's, and Porter's, and Mitch, and Tanner, and everybody that's involved in this, man, we really appreciate you guys, and um, y'all stick with us for 2023, man. It's going to be fun. There's going to be some new shit, uh, new adventures, more to come. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's been really fun hanging out with y'all and getting to to do these podcasts with y'all. I think this is number four now for me. So yeah. I've yeah. enjoyed every one of them. And, yeah, and there's plenty more know, to come. Yeah. Planning the hunts and going and oh, yeah. doing all that and our fishing and everything else we've done in the last, you know, year. So Yeah, but just wait. This year's going to be a lot more. I think I think you're kind of liking the uh, 
us going and getting the documentation. Yeah, you no, do your dude. thing. We'll we'll film it. Yeah, no that 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 video of that Marlin jumping with you and you've got that. Oh God, dude! And you're filming. By, it's yeah, so that's, awesome. That I mean, was cool. I've showed that to a lot of people. And that, that that's was, one of my most proud little sequences. Like the yeah. whole video in and of itself is is really long, but that one sequence just makes it well, makes it so worth it. And for me, as much as money as we put into that fishing, not to properly document it, it's almost a crime. Yeah. It really is. I mean, it, it's just a whole. Yeah. Everything about it. it. And it's so, those fish are just, they, they deserve all the, all the praise and video that you can get of them, you know? Yeah, no, that's what, that's my favorite thing about this is we get to, like, this is what we love. I just want to share it. Yeah. And these, no doubt. these are things that I love to do. These are fish or birds or deer or anything that, you know, we're harvesting or documenting. It's like, We'll I want sh- other people to see this. We'll be sure to do a Wahoo video on the, on the contender this year. Oh. That will be epic. Oh, that will be epic. If it's if it's on, it's going to be. Yeah. Talk about a fast-paced video. You can do 45 minutes, Matt, and it'll be reeling in Wahoo the whole time. Yeah, I mean, it's unreal. Yeah. We'll have to break it up. Like, That'll be dope, man. Excited about that. So, But anyway, man, Ryan... I'm not going to say thank you for being a guest because you're not you're not <laughs> yeah. even a guest no more. Thanks for basically, well, yeah. Just, thanks for coming in clutch and, and being our third man. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Standing this uh, evening, um, but the perks of living about a mile down the road. Oh, I enjoy that. I'll just always be like, it's like, man, we need somebody else. Hey, what's Ryan doing? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Hey, I'm usually around. Hey, Ryan, you want a free meal and some whiskey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You bought this whiskey, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, YouTube.com slash Bayou Dragons. If you guys want to tune in. Um, Glad you guys got to uh, come out. I got to serve y'all some bronchiosaurus steaks, yeah, yeah. Uh, T-bones, and good meal. Um, but anyways, guys, it's been a good one. Uh, thank y'all for stopping by, and uh, see y'all on the next one. Hell yeah. Yep.